Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey like, like here's the background in the run-up to Sunday or Monday's Big Read, ladies and gentlemen. And I also just was like, oh, I don't think our guest today knows what the stream is. And this is, this oh is my quite God. a trial by fire to come just pop in, see a guy you've done a couple of shows with and his buddy in Canada, and just see the words, informant slot. Just well, also, because of the formatting, the way that it'll work is her face will just be up next to the word slut. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think we have to change it. Um, this is fine for the three of us. but for... no, no, I'll just move her up here and put you down there. That's fine. Um, today's stunt, Ashley, will be announced when they arrive. Um, but it's a so uh, Los, An Los Angeles comedian. Um, so funny, exactly. The tension, the imagine if today's stunt Ashley was someone who would really not find that joke funny. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, um, she's back. <laughs> I don't like that. Everyone, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and everyone was like, so arrogant, not giving up her job while she was alive, so arrogant. And it's like, really, I didn't hear that at all. Oh my god, it was you weren't in America, like you have to, yeah, you have to understand, true. like that. It was at the point where everyone was so fucking fatigued like mm. um it's very funny uh, a couple of like super right-wing newspapers have like put joe biden's approval at 40 percent yeah and like one of the questions are they're like i don't uh, one of the things they're like i don't think he's done anything and it's like what are you talking he just passed the most <laughs> infrastructure reform bill since the new deal he's he done so many things as well yeah. <laughs> He's done no, like, here's the thing that's very interesting that I would actually say, and I hope you're all ready for a real yawn cast. Um, Yay. But I would say that one of the things that he's um, uh, definitely done is just done stuff. He's yeah. done stuff that wasn't murdered one Iraqi or a tax cut. Like, never forget. Yeah. What did Donald Trump do in four years? He was a real cunt, and then he murdered one Iraqi guy, and then he did a tax cut. And that's about it. Yeah, I mean, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he did a bunch of a bunch of other stuff happened because he did nothing. Like four yeah. four hundred thousand Americans just died of COVID because he did nothing. But he still did nothing. Would you get? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, I got a I got a message from Snap saying that the alert from Twitch is um, is still an old one. So I'm just going to change it right now. Um, yeah, 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 I've been one, meaning to say something for days, but I keep forgetting. Well, one thing, one thing that he's uh, that he did was he okayed the um, uh, he okayed the uh, the camps in Xinjiang. Uh, oh, you had to bring that up right as our guest arrived, Chris, just to make us look like a couple of real horses patats. Yeah, he was real. China called him, and they were like, "Do you mind if we open concentration camps?" He went, "Fucking go for it." It I was mean, a real. I don't, think, I don't think that that's how that worked at all. Also, I can uh. see our, our guest. Uh, I, also, I have a thing I'm going to say as soon as I guest arrives. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hi Mary. What's up? Nice to meet you. Yeah. Hi, Mary. This is Chris. 
Howdy. Chris, what's How's up? it going? Nice um, there, there's a chat that you might be able to see of people watching live that you should be able to see on your screen. You may not be able to. Because uh, no I one's think chatted. I see it. I've never been Very on this um, format before, but this is cool. Uh, um, one last thing. I was convinced your name was Romero until you came on, and it's <laughs> Romeo. And I'm so sorry if I is it if I what happened. It's it's definitely Romeo, but like everybody just says Romero. I'm on my iPad and I have absolutely no idea where to look right now. So my just eyes are like going we'll, crazy. we'll manage the chat. It's good. Good. Yeah. The, so it's the people are saying hi, Mary, to you. Yeah, we got um, one right here. Hi, Mary. And someone else. And also uh, Ida, just a bunch of love emojis. So, you know. That's adorable. Sweet. Um, I'm just going to move this along, move like that. So Chris is next to the word slut. There's yeah, so we were worried about that. Good. Yeah, yeah we Yeah, we come right onto the podcast and then immediately I'll go, what is your last name? Stand next to that word. Well, also now it now it looks like info slut. So we're <laughs> like, like some sort of edgelord. Cool. We're, we're the info sluts. Coming oh my God. <laughs> Hard hitting truths. I've been, I've been thinking about going alt right for a while. Because it just seems like a real good career move in comedy. Am I crazy? Is it though? I feel like it's a short-term game. <laughs> I feel like I'm just still thinking about Info Slut as being like this new, like the new browsers or something. Like a really like like for smart oh, like online. Oh, that's a sm oh that's a good idea. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that's a re like if you actually combine porn and just information, like just two people fucking and one of them turns to the camera. Are Just the newscast naked. Well, that well, was had, the naked news. The naked news it, was a thing years ago. Is. Yeah, but this is like hardcore. This is like when, when Playboy went to Hustler. It goes from the naked news to info, info slots. <laughs> um, but wait, because naked news, was naked news in the States? Do you know what the naked news is, Mary? Well, it was on the internet. So it was, you know, it was everywhere. But okay, the naked news was this weird, and it's a Canadian produced TV program. It was Canadian. Jesus it was Christ. Canadian. I did I not tell you that I auditioned to be part of the naked news? Shut up. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the naked news, and none of this is fake, was an actual news a woman in front of a uh, a green screen that looked like a news studio, and she would tell you the news of the day while slowly removing all of her clothes and at yeah. the end of her segment she's just naked and then it moves on to another set so it's like local like world news naked lady mm -hmm. local news another naked lady sports <laughs> naked lady fun human interest story naked lady over so what was your role? Yeah, where did I you fit in? Which I naked lady were you going to be? I auditioned to be a man on the street for it. <laughs> Because they were trying to be able to be less naked. They, I remember this specifically. They said, It's in the name. We are trying to update and modernize our brand. So <laughs> we think a way to do that is if we include people on the street. So there would be a naked woman in the studio. And mm. then I would be the guy on the street saying, what do you think about the trams being built? And they would say it. And then a naked human being would comment on it back in the studio and i did two auditions and then they found out i was a union performer and immediately were like yeah get the fuck away <laughs> i love that the only clothed position was going to a guy i think that's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> <They're> just <laughs> uh 
Uh, shame he's wow. not in the botanical garden. Now, uh, oh my God, Naked News is still on in Canada. On cable TV? So people are paying to watch the Naked News. It's yeah, but A friend of mine made this point, which is, do you want to know why TV got so much better in the early 2000s, like the late 90s, early 2000s? And he's like, because porn came onto the internet and then cable providers like Showtime and HBO couldn't make billions of dollars by just putting one softcore movie on their channel mm. at 11.30. They had to just make quality content. And they had so much excess money from basically being like, yeah, we'll show you Groundhog Day in the daytime. But then it's Lusty Companions at 11.30. And they made so much money, they could just pay for The Sopranos. And I was like, that's 100% true. And then every wow. show didn't just have to be like, someone might get naked. Better watch. Like they the old showcase actually- special. The old oh. may contain nudity. Did you, is there, was there a channel, uh, Mary, did you grow up in the States? Are you American born? Yes, I'm uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Nice. Go Sixers. Um, <laughs> um, the, uh, 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 did you guys have like a channel? So we had Showcase, which was like our artsy channel. So it was like, it was the first place I saw Four Rooms. It was uh, uh, the first place I was exposed to like early Tarantino. There were Italian films on there. But then after 10 p.m., Every show started with may contain nudity, and every every person fourteen and older just watched that. Yeah. Oh yeah. We just had read that you on diaries all night at sleepovers, but I remember it being more like infomercials that we would see like late at night. Like I feel like my parents okay. didn't have like those subscriptions; they got the most basic package they could. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to a friend's house if I wanted to see some some porn late at night. I remember my friend's dad, like I basically like looking back, this is one of the meanest things a father has ever done, which is he had clearly caught his son watching. He had like one of those scramble boxes where it unscrambled the signal so you could see what like every pay-per-view channel. And he had one of those unscramble boxes and like literally he was like, this is like three o'clock in the afternoon and he was driving my friend's older brother to skating. And he was like, and by the way, I unplugged the box. So you can't be watching any of those porno shows like you were last friday and i was like terrible parent you are exposing this poor child to this information yeah porno busted him didn't call him on it until days later just wait i saw what you did (laughs) i remember uh going through my friends like tv uh like at one sleepover and in the search bar it said like big tits and we were like this was must have been your little sister, obviously. She's like 13. And then years later, we're like, no, wait, it was your fucking dad. Obviously. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an uncouth thing for a father to search. Yeah, what a <laughs> big tits. Yeah. I mean, at least, at least, let's all just be thankful. At least it wasn't just the word sleepover. You know what I mean? Then it would have been like, oh, oh no, get out of the house. <laughs> um, oh, it's such a weird thing because it's like, I have an 18 year old brother. And what we are talking about right now, we might as well be talking Zwahili. Like the idea that there was a, like the way to stop you from watching a channel was just, the sound was fine. It was just a horrifically weird noise. Mm. Like it would be a, hor- a weird vision thing. He'd be like, well, why, why wouldn't I just go on my phone? Like it's just, it blows my mind. I remember when um, iPod touches came out. So you could have like video files on them. And I knew a, I worked at a bar where a couple guys would have porn on them. And I was like, how bad do you need to jerk off? You're a weirdo that you just have this saved on your fucking iPod. And now everyone's just, I saw a guy on the bus the other day. It's just a fucking mess out there. 
<laughs> what? Sitting back row, empty bus. I went to the back. He sort of went to adjust his uh, uh, went to adjust his shoe, and I caught a glimpse of his phone. Full porn. Full porn. Just chilling. Just chilling. Just quickly wow. want to say, yeah, thank it's you everywhere. So much for I mean... describing second week of month in a row, time travel agent. So appreciate time travel it. agent. I'm so shocked by that. When I was living in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, I like lived <laughs> off of a. Like, that hurts. That hurts. That does hurt. Um, uh, Canadian dads and American dad as well, David. Mm -hmm. Also, I, I go by info slut now. I'll have you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, <laughs> yeah, Chris has changed. Yeah. Info slut. It's John, Mary, and info, info slut. What's Mary's last name? <laughs> Literally, no one knows. It might be Romeo. Might be Moreo. Romero. <laughs> Romeo, uh, I get that too sometimes. You get Romeo? That's what I thought it was. Mary Romeo. How did it's people think it's Romero if it's Romeo? It's there's you say it's people so... as if you didn't. It's yeah, because it's so I was told really... by Alex Hooper we're going to marry. I remember the specific we're going to marry Romero. <laughs> I'll be show. your dad, David. <laughs> yeah, Mary will be your dad. <laughs> um, um yeah i don't know i don't know where the mispronunciation comes from i think people just naturally want to put an r there because they can't believe that my last name is romeo because it's like yeah, so cool it's hard mm, to you're, it's pretty you're like bad a woman well, shouldn't it be mary juliet right mm. exactly yeah it just doesn't click somewhere but yeah. it's okay i've gotten over it i used to have a joke like when i would get on stage and be like this fucking guy thinks my name is romero and then i was like no one really cares what your no last name is no <laughs> one's <laughs> listening yeah, oh, yeah, just yeah. Go it. <laughs> I my uh, uh my wife is um Iranian. Her name's Sadaf, S A D A F, and everyone calls her Sadif. There are no E's in her name at all, and everyone right. calls her Sadif. John John has a story about someone who did. <laughs> Mary, I was at Chris's and Sadif's wedding, <laughs> and, oh, no. and the officiant mispronounced the name. A variety of different times. Now, here's what makes it the best part. Different mispronunciations. We had a Sadaf. Uh, like, so many different mispronunciations. And here's the best part. Not one of them the right one. Like, yeah. It was kind of amazing. Sadaf. That's so upsetting. Sadif. That's like the first thing you do is just... Oh, she asked as well. Make sure it's right. She asked before the ceremony. She was like, how do I say this? And we're like, Sadaf. <laughs> She's like, Sadif. Tony, she blacked yeah. out. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alessandra. <laughs> wow. What is is that the worst thing an officiant could do during a wedding, or is the worst thing midway through the vows they just go, actually, one second, sir, you're not good enough for this one. Like, I think that might be the worst <laughs> thing. I think take take the opportunity if anyone objects to this uh, uh, marriage, and then the officiant is like, I love her. Oh, I love her. <laughs> that would. Uh, was anyone else super disappointed when they were part of a bridal party and found out you can't actually do that? I, w I was so heartbroken. You can't do that. Of course you I mean, can. You can yell out at any point. It doesn't stop it. And the minister then has to decide if that's an appropriate reason to stop the ceremony. Like, it's not up to the bride and groom. Hilariously, would you? I found this out of one of my father's many weddings. I was like 14 and in the bridal party because I was 14. And the, we got to that moment and I was like, I'm going to ask some questions. Like, so what happens if someone stops it? And he's like, okay, well, it has to be a legal reason only. Wow. Uh, and it has to be one of these certain set reasons. It has to be 
the person was married before. Like, there's got to be a legal. And I was like, what if someone just loves one of the two people? And he's like, what the I'm fuck? Like, he's like, not my problem. Right? Yeah. yeah. I just and, thought... <laughs> and here's the thing is he said, that's not a good enough reason. I keep going with the wedding ceremony. Like, literally what those Rob Cups should be is the minister going, no, not good <laughs> enough. <laughs> Barreling through. Wow. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and I don't know about you guys, but I am sad to lose rom-coms because they are, they're a real treat on an airplane. They are, you That's know, they, they're not getting any better though. I feel like the, the year for rom-coms was like 2004. That's actually my favorite A lot of, a lot of favorites in that. What, what, what came out? What are the favorites? Before. What are some rom-coms? Um, The Notebook came out that year. Was and that a rom-com or was that just? So Rachel McAdams was working. Okay, yeah. Was it was the Notebook a rom com? I never saw it. I thought it was just straight like it's, romance it's tragedy, wrong. sort yeah, of heavy it's, on the rom. It's not you know? yeah. rom, but like looking back on it, I think we can laugh at at a few parts. But okay. then it was serious. Yeah, the okay. diagnosis um, part, right, Mary? When he gets the diagnosis, <laughs> <laughs> planned your life wrong. You're gonna lose weight rapidly. Your hair is so lustrous now. Fuck off. <laughs> um, wait, what other movies came out in 2004? I'm very intrigued. So we got uh, no Uptown Girls. I'm pretty sure it was either 2004 or 2003. Who was that? White Uptown chicks. Girls. It's white like, chicks. White, white chicks. chicks. <laughs> I love that shit. It, they're just all surface level, so basic. But you know, on a rainy day. I, were you guys did you did you guys know what notice when um uh, uh a lot of the, the the race stuff was the most prevalent thing in the news and uh people on the right were like well what about white chicks <laughs> <laughs> that was their only comeback of like what about the least successful wayans brothers project I mean, what about that <laughs> have you seen white chicks chris no it i'm gonna say this and it mary as you said it is way better than it has any right being. Like it's I love movies ones, like that. Like you're like, how? Like it was watching, so good. Yeah, you keep thinking they're like they're kind of pulling this. Like you there's no way that's true. In my mind, it's a full Jack and Jill situation. No, like, no. We oh, that's this. What? It's not like it's. I went into it being like this is gonna be bananas, and you're like it. Like it's not Citizen Kane, but you're like all right, like. It's also Jack and Jill's so much like Adam Sandler and uh, fucking um, Al Pacino have full sex in Jack and Jill. I'm pretty sure. Wow. And white chicks like this is the thing. White oh, chicks sorry, yeah. like. <laughs> oh my uh, god! So Mary, can you sell white chicks to me? What is the what is it? Oh, okay. So it's just about these two brothers who are undercover cops and they have to take care of these like Beverly Hills sisters for the weekend and make sure that they don't get into trouble. And it's just like, you know, your typical like things explode and people like whatever bad shit happens. And then they just like dress up as these Beverly Hills sisters and go into full oh, to replace them. <laughs> and, yes. um, and they pull it off. I mean, obviously they look ridiculous, but like There's the no scenes are they just so silly and hilarious that they just get away with it. It's, okay. it's the best. You have to Excellent. watch. And it's the perfect amount of time. It's an hour and a half. It's exactly yeah. the length oh, it should be. Perfect. I, I mean, this is that's the most surprising thing. It's been a long two years, and that's the most surprising thing I've heard since March 2020 is that white chicks this totally stands up. It's not like it's one of those ones where you, you literally walk. It's 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 a much lower version though. You remember the first time you watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and you're like, "How the fuck was this so good?" Yeah, yeah, it's a good time category where you're like, 
Huh? Because you—they're still—they're not the good weigh-ins. It's not Damon. No. <laughs> not Keenan. No, it's not Keenan. Still weigh-ins. Hey. Oh, we got raided. Mary, get ready for a very intense video. Yeah, but we okay. will maybe explain what this is about in a second. But enjoy. Welcome to the Untitled Extreme with John and Chris and Ashley. Stick around and give us a follow. You are awesome. Mary, back. Back. Wow. <laughs> um, I thought you were playing white chicks, but it was it was that little. Oh. Oh, we are we are going to play white chicks. So yeah. how Twitch works is people uh, raid into us, and so when they're done streaming. They will come and bring their audience to us. So that's what just happened. Selk, very nicely uh, just rated. Thank you so much, Selk, thank you, Selk, for following. And thank you so much for following. Ooh. That's so uh, cool. Baron of Bam. Welcome Baron to the Troggies. Thank you so much. Welcome aboard. Um, uh, we're not talking about poop, are we? That may have summoned me in. <laughs> Selk, <laughs> not yet. But we can if we, if, we, if you want to. Like, we can if you want to. I'm sure we will. I'm sure yeah. we will. We'll, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, of course. Uh, but first, what we're going to do is uh, to bring the Raiders up to speed and everyone else. Uh, uh, Mary posited it at a movie that I have seen, and I have to agree with her with that white chicks vastly exceeding expectations. Chris Betts, being a pretentious douche, doesn't believe us. You so think they just give out these red hats? You think they just give these to people? You got to earn them. <laughs> I've seen Life Aquatic 80 times. I mean, sit Cody. Funny, most underrated uh, funny. Although, I wait, Life Aquatic, I think, is 2004 as well. That makes sense. Somewhere okay. in there. Fuck, yeah. 2004 is a fucking year for movies. Hot year for movies. Yeah, it was 2004. Jesus, how did Ooh. you know that? <laughs> I um, yeah, I read a lot of IMDb trivia, too. Oh, my God, right? Are you one of those annoying people fake, as, but... as soon as the movie comes? <laughs> is it fake? Don't do that to me. Is it fake? Do you think IMDb uh, trivia? Some of, it, some of it's no, true. but just really? like a little bit. Like most of it's true, but like you know the far fetched shit, you you can't believe everything. All right, we're going on okay. the IMDb white chicks trivia, and we're yeah. going to see which ones you think are IMDb trivia. Fake. Oh, okay, right. I love first, this. First, let's watch the trailer. Give me give me oh. an idea of what we're in for. Give me an idea. I'm so curious because I just have a still in my mind, just one frame of them standing next to each other in. The funniest. I mean, it's very funny that they didn't even try to make them look like women. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very funny choice. But that's all I can see in my mind. So sell other, me on this. Other movies that have exceeded expectations coming in from Boomstickery. Yeah. Legally Blonde, 10 Things yes. I Hate About You, How to yes. Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Those are all quality uh, films, too. Never saw the Lose a Guy one, but the other two are... I believe Amazing. that I believe that is uh, part of McConaughey during the Rom McConaughey uh, time. I think so. Yeah. And what's who's Goldie Hawn's daughter? Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. I think Kate Hudson's in that as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that movie fucking slaps. I gotta yeah. tell you, I watched that movie flying to Australia because my friend Carl told me a really good way to when you. I was living in London at the time, and it's a twenty-seven hour flight London to Australia, and he was like, the back half, what I do is I just start drinking a lot of red wine and watching rom-coms and you get so emotional <laughs> that it like really passes the time because you have a full tilt cry in your seat for like 40 minutes and you're just like, he's like, but it like gets all of this energy out of you because you've been sitting for so long. And I watched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and bawled while this very muscly man next to me 
very unimpressed. Like he's trapped. I'm in the window. <laughs> anyway, let's watch. Um, whoa. Fun fact, Katy Perry's real name is Katie Hudson. Whoa, huh. did not know that. No. That, you know what's weird? That makes me want to roar. Shut up, John. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys be careful or I'll kiss a girl. <laughs> FBI agents Marcus and Kevin Copeland yes. have been assigned to protect the heiresses to a multi-billion dollar fortune. If the kidnapper strikes, we will be ready. All you gotta do is pick them up. Oh, the guy from The Wire. You think we're gonna go to the Hamptons looking like this? To catch their kidnappers. You know are they supposed to be the Bush be daughters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. They don't even look human. What, you want some of this? You want some of this? Mark, you don't want none of this, son? I'll take the boat for you. From Keenan Ivory Wayans. Brittany and Tiffany Wilson checking in. New. The director of Scary Movie. There is something different about the two of you. Is it Busy Phillips? That is Busy Phillips. <laughs> She's so talented. Why is she here? How long we gotta do this? I'm telling you, by the end of the weekend, we're gonna be heroes. He's got my gun and bag. Go. They're boldly going. I mean, it does just work. It's stupid. It's not like it's just a dumb movie. Elsie, why I gotta go out with Mandingo? Because if you don't, you're gonna fall. But that don't mean I gotta go with Buffy the White Girl Slayer. I totally am captivated by your beauty. Oh my God, is that a hangout? Like, gotta get in there and just suck that right now. Yeah. Oh. That's the word. Sean Wayans. Don't hurt yourself, sweetheart. Don't worry. I won't. Marlon Wayans. Just, just... The Beverly Hillbillies. You're so dumb. You went to Dr. Dre for a boob job. Oh. Let's kick it old school. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> White chicks. Okay, where is the actress? The actress in the middle here. Who mm. is that? Where is she from? It's driving. She's from me. Dexter. She's yes. from Dexter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh God damn! That was melting my brain. Who's <laughs> coming back? By the way. He's got more murders to do. He says, I, I saw an ad for it the other day, and he's like, I've evolved as a monster. Like, you just had to put that. Don't worry. It's not the same Dexter, guys. We're coming back different. I would say. Now he fucks better, them after they're dead. A better, it's a totally a different show. To watch, instead of just watching any of Dexter, which after the fourth season is very disappointing, just watch White Chicks. Just watch White Chicks over and over again. Yeah, just watch it over and over again. Same game. All the same cast. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a stupid movie, Chris. That I think it's terrible. That looks absolutely terrible. I think the trailer honestly like gave it an even worse impression. Yeah, like it's it's I like I also, I stand by. It. It's let me put it this way: of all of the movies that the, the that version of the Wayans did, it's the best one. That's not a good 
thing. All yes, it is. That's are fucking the terrible. Terry movie was also amazing, and I'll stand I'm by gonna, that. I'm gonna have to partner. No. With <laughs> <laughs> Although it I is. How many really did they end up making? I feel like scary movies. Did they make five? Five? They made five, but the, I think the weigh-ins like dropped out. And then they started adding like Charlie Sheen and Simon Rex and like Lindsay Lohan. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Denise Richards was in one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, they're all. They made it Living Color, and that was it. Everything <laughs> else was bad. Uh, no, I'm gonna stand by Blank Man. Oh, actually, yeah, I did like Blank Man. I'm gonna stand by Meteor Man, which may not have been, which may have actually. No, that was Eddie Murphy. No, that was not Eddie Murphy. What Meteor was his Man? one? Vampire in Brooklyn. That's not the one I'm thinking. <laughs> also, who is Simon Rex? Is he like a Charlie Sheen type that I that? Uh, um. Yeah, kind of. He. Um. Oh my God, he's very niche. He was in the band Three Loco with Andy Milanakis and Riff Raff. Oh, yeah. Riff Raff. <laughs> Andy Milanakis and Riff Raff. <laughs> Holy Which I shit! Actually, like listen to um, most of the things that I like. It's like ir ironic. Like I know it's stupid, but wait a minute. But, but do you really not like it though? Is it or do you just tell people that and really you like? I am the biggest Andy Milanokas and Riff Raff fan. Yeah, like ever, I know every word. Genuinely, yeah, I do like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you, it is totally fine. I I like Kiss, but my favorite Kiss era is the '80s, and no one likes that era like that. And I like like, and everyone's like, you like it ironically, and I'm like, no. It rocks, and I rock. Is that Psycho Circus? That's the only good album they made. Andy Milanakis is massive on Twitch. Also, who is Andy Milanakis? Uh, he was in. He was in Waiting. He Did you ever the see Andy that? Show like that's all you need. What to is the Andy Milanakis show? I we we didn't get that in Canada. That was uh, uh that was on MTV, I think. Oh, he's that fucking kid. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, here's where I find out that kid is. That kid is. 45 years old holy yeah, shit he's not, a, he's not a kid he has a, like a disease or something i think that makes him look like a kid that sounds amazing. like a pretty sweet disease <laughs> yeah <laughs> to kill yeah, them yeah. uh unfortunately you've been diagnosed with simple plexic five it's where you get just a hundred grand every day from some guy like, oh. <laughs> okay um oh here are some real okay so um how do you know how Andy Milanakis's fame was launched? I don't think so. It get ready for the most 2003 sentence <laughs> of your life. Of your life. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> On January 26, 2003, the Did you day say of January? Please tell me that's what you call that month. <laughs> that's how it's I always hang out with my friend Mary Romero in January. <laughs> Um, in January two th uh, 26, 2003, the day of Super Bowl uh, 37, which was uh, not the one I was thinking of, that day of 37, Milanakis decided not to attend a friend's Super Bowl party and instead recorded a video titled, The Super Bowl is Gay. He posted the video to the website angrynakedpat.com. In two weeks, it went viral and was spotted by the brand new at the time Jimmy Kimmel Live show and got Milanakis a spot on the program. Milanakis was working as a tech support staffer for a Manhattan accounting firm at the time. Uh, from there, he um, launched his song, The Andy Milanakis Rap, 
and oh, yeah, I remember. joined three no loco. Wow. That's so funny. That's insane. It really just took one viral video. Everybody's going viral now. They're not getting Oh my god. Rap deals. Uh, he has yeah, the right. fifth most liked tweet of all time. Is it is it just Super Bowl is gay? Is that is that the tweet? <laughs> Congratulations to the Earth, uh, the astronauts that left the Earth today. Good choice. Tweeted on May thirtieth, twenty twenty. By the way, most liked tweet of all time is really fucked up. It is the following: It is with immeasurable grief that we confirm the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in twenty sixteen and battled with it these last four years as it progressed to stage four. Wow. The most no fucking dark. That's the, the most, most like me. <laughs> no. 7.3 million likes. Barack, by the way, the second most like is no one is born hating another person because the color of their skin or his background or his religion, Barack Obama. What is going on in the world? That's the second one. Oh my god. Uh, That's third one is it's a new day in America by Joe Biden when he got inaugurated. Oh my god. Wow. I'm um, looking at the, the most retweeted tweets, and the first two are both in Japanese. Oh, so yeah, that's a good one. congratulations, uh Yusaku Mezawa for the top two tweets of all time retweeted. And then uh, the third one is by someone named Carter Wilkerson, and it says, "Help me, please! A man needs his nugs." And that's it. That's that's the third most retweeted tweet of all time. Um, what the fuck? And then the fourth is Chadwick Boseman died. That's the fourth. It's the most. Liked one. All right, here's the one that's super <laughs> wild. This is gonna blow place. everyone's mind. So, on the list of top thirty most liked tweets, number eleven. Until number 29 are just members of BTS. Wow. BTS being the K-pop boy band, the K-pop oh, Backstreet right. Boys. That is insane. Wow. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, same in, the, same in the retweets. It's basically all BTS in the top 30. Once you get after 12, basically, it's all BTS. Yeah. Damn. I like, just heard about them recently. Like I was not aware. Mary, come on. It's a K-pop revolution. Did you get off the train at Gangnam style? What's wrong with you? Yeah, it gets so much nice. better. <laughs> if it makes like, you feel I any like better. I obviously have heard their music, but I just was never enjoyed it enough to like look into it and like them and listen to them. I mean, that's I probably guess. healthy. Are you 14? <laughs> Yeah. Are you quietly 14 years old? Because yeah. if not, then you nailed it. Good yeah, job. Yeah, a 14 year old on the, you know, the podcast. Are you hanging in all those bars? Um, it, it is weird. Gangnam style, I slept on until like 2015. And let me tell you what no one wanted to hear in 2015 when that was stuck in my head in October of 2015. They're just like, have you heard this song? And everyone's like, yeah, four years ago, bud. Wait up, sleep on. I was like, "Hey, what do you want from me?" Uh, someone, someone in the, someone in my chat the other day uh, uh, translated the lyrics, and it's a, it's a love song. Gangnam, Gangnam is apparently a neighborhood, I think, in Seoul, and it's like an uptown sort of uh, bougie neighborhood, and it's, it's this dude trying to get with this lady who's from Gangnam, and so he's talking about like how fancy she is and how confident she is and cool. 
Gangnam Style. And that's it. I was like, that's such a basic song for the wildest music video I'd ever seen in my life. Um, I've, I'm, I'm going to ask this question for all of you. Uh, do you know the lyrics to the Macarena? Oh, I'd heard them. I think it's a sad song. I don't know them. David, go ahead. Let's, I have no idea. let's look them up because I have no idea. Lyrics in English, Macarena. Because here's the thing. Also, the Macarena, have you guys, you, Chris has been to a wedding recently, mine, where we did not play the Macarena. But mm, usually sure. at my family, I have an aunt that's 99. And when the Macarena was popular, she learned the dance. So now at every family wedding, they put on the Macarena and she dances to it. But the charmingness of an someone in their 80s versus someone who's 99 doing that, it's like a much more now like, oh, God, what if she dies doing the <laughs> Macarena? She needs like several spotters to just do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we're like, you've never heard a room go more quiet when it's, huh? You know what I mean? Like no one is excited. <laughs> I think I realized this. I was thinking about what it, what, at what point you're officially old. And I think it's when you start dancing and young people are excited about it again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's when you know. Because if I'm in a room full of young people and I start dancing, they just leave the floor. They're very upset that I'm around. And it's a, it's, it's a nightmare. But give me another, like, 30, 40 years, they're going to all join in. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're going to cheer you on. That's... Yeah. Go, Mr. Chris. Go. All right. So here are the lyrics to uh, Macarena and English. Already. It already starting... I am not trying to seduce you Great when I dance. Line. They call me Macarena, and they boys, they say, que so bueno. They all want me. They can't have me. So they come and dance beside me, move with me, chant with me, and if you're good, I'll take you home with me. I ask for these to be in English, and I feel that I have been <laughs> Oh, but don't worry about my boyfriend. He's a boy whose name is Vitor Vittorino? It's an Italian uh, name, isn't it? Either way, I don't want him. Couldn't stand him. He was no good, so I... Ha, ha, ha. Now, come on. What was I supposed to do? He was out of town, and his two friends were so fine. Holy shit! Oh, wow. wow what a skank. Oh, my God. What yeah. an info slut. Yeah, Jesus. he's a real info <laughs> slut. Because she's giving a lot of information. I think these are in uh, the chorus. Someone clip this. No, no one clip this. <laughs> Um, the users, Mary, by the way, have the opportunity to clip things. And unfortunately, what that means is there's a lot of clips on the Internet of us without context saying things like um, this is the English parts in English. Uh, oh, I want the these parts. Whatever. Come and find me. My name is Macarena. Always at the party. Con los cheques. Que so buenos. Come join. My God. The lyrics to songs really fuck us all up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like just being like ignorantly bliss and the bliss. Like I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna find out. I'll keep like like humming along to the to the words. <laughs> oh, no. I am coming I am in from not. Friend of the Stream, Cole Cabana, John's no, a racist. John's a racist. Podcast I mean, listeners, John's a racist. Uh here's the real problem too, is if anyone knows racists, it's the Jewish professional wrestler. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, he's he's, a, he's met a couple. <laughs> oh, not only am I evidently a racist, I'm also the raciest. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Uh, Mary, uh, via your social media, I learned you've been on tour this last few many months. How was that? Yeah. So, oh my God, it was amazing. I, 
I had two friends that were getting married like a month apart over on the East Coast. So I just like, I didn't want to keep flying back and forth. So I just planned a whole trip to drive out there and stay out there. And nice. I planned a bunch of shows in between and I just like organized it so well like i couldn't but like the timing of everything was unbelievable i made every show like some days i would be driving for like nine hours and i still oh my god can you to get there in time for a show take us, just... take us through it because it's like i i want to drive across america for no other reason than every city i've gone to in america i'm always like well isn't this far more charming than i was expecting <laughs> Seriously, I was just uh, like blown away by everything and just everything exceeded my expectations. I had so much fun. It was just like a dream come true. Nice. I did the Southern route first. So I left LA and I went to Phoenix and then Roswell, New Mexico, Austin, New Orleans. Back it up. What is Roswell like? Take us through it. Oh my God. Okay. So we weren't supposed to go to Roswell, which is another thing about a road trip and just comedy in general is that you guys know, like, you could plan something and then it could totally fall through. And then another thing happens for that to mm -hmm. fall through. But it, it was just everything was like that. So we weren't supposed to go to Roswell. But my friend who was meeting me in Phoenix, like, missed his flight. <laughs> so we had to, like, rearrange our route. And so I picked him up from Phoenix. We drove to Roswell. And it was just this whole, like, alien town. They have the Roswell... Um, International Museum where they have like all these like UFO readings and stuff Ooh. and it's just like so alien themed it's so cute so small like in the desert um, and we stayed at the Roswell Inn which is it <laughs> is it shaped like a flying saucer did they exactly, that was exactly gonna be yeah, yeah nice yeah, yeah. Was, like crash here <laughs> um, so yeah that was a really really cute fun town and then um, how close Austin. to the actual area 51 can you get like is it even close to the town or they're like i don't think it, it was be. that close i think like just in that area in general like in the like desert there's just been a lot of ufo sightings mm -hmm. um but i don't know why roswell is like the capital or like known so much for aliens like i think they I... just turned it into this kitschy like come visit us Thing. So the first like big reported quote unquote alien crash from Area 51 supposedly was in or close to Roswell, New Mexico, which is where all of this has sort of come from. And then I guess the town embraced it. Mm. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it started like showing it, up. It's just all all aliens. I love I love American towns. I've never seen another country where they'll be like, "This is our thing," <laughs> and that's the town. Oh. <laughs> I went to um, uh, went to the Jack Daniels distillery years ago, and Lynchburg is is the town that's there, a name they refuse to change. Uh, and so they every single town, so the whole town is very very small. There's sort of one main square that's sort of a strip mall. There's a church in the middle, and then sort of like a three sided mall around it. Every store is a Jack Daniels merch store. <laughs> I'm talking what? 15 stores and one pharmacy, and that's it. That was the, that was the town center. No. It's wild. It's such a crazy thing. But apparently, everyone in the town works for the distillery as well. So okay. it's a it's so one it is, big. It's producing money. They have to just accept it. Yeah, it's like in Texas, every small town Texas thing is just like high school football. That's just the oh, only thing yeah. that we live for. <laughs> yeah. 
I saw Varsity it, Blues. I know, I know how it is. It's so much more jarring when you're living it when you're driving through like a city like Houston and you're like, what is that giant stadium? Is that where the like the Longhorns play? And they're like, no, that's the high school's <laughs> stadium. And you're like, what? And you're like, yeah, yeah. Like in right outside of Houston, there's a radio station just for the high school football team. <laughs> wow. Like it's. It's so much more a thing than you even realize. Like, you're like, what is he talking about? It's like, yeah, man. Like, it's what are you else are you going to do? Like, because Mary was just in, like, when you're in, like, the southern part, like, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, like, you're also, you feel so much more removed because it's, like, dead. I don't know what Texas is like, but, like, the desert is so vast and nothing. Mm. You feel so, it's very, I found it very cleansing and relaxing because you're alone. Yeah, but like a feeling of like you chose to be out here. Wow, Is, how was it driving through it? it? Well, I had a friend, so that was really nice mm. um, for that part because yeah, like you said, Don, it was just like so dead for like three states. Mm. Um, but actually, driving through Texas, you go through a lot of um, little small towns, which was kind of cute. Mm. But. Um, how yeah, many Confederate was... flags did you see on your trip? <laughs> a lot. A lot of Trump signs still. Not like, including the ones like, that no you were flying off the back of your car. Yeah, exactly. Not <laughs> counting the ones that, of course, you were having <laughs> tattooed on the on your back and arms. Um, oh, my God. A lot, a lot of, of Trump, Trump signs, signs still. Here's my question. Any oh, yeah. QAnon signs or flags? Those are my favorite ones to see. No. I feel like people are a little quieter about that. They do that in their groups. Not, not out on the highway. You um, met him. Need Cowards. to start doing more shows in San Diego or Huntington Beach because they are not keeping it quiet in those parts of town. <laughs> Holy shit, fuck. Just driving to do a gig uh, at a dispensary last Tuesday, got off the highway, just a house with a big giant flaming Q flag. Like, off. I'm like, sir, I can see so many businesses. There's other <laughs> things to occupy your time. Wow. Yeah, that's that's San Diego is such a weird place because yeah, they are like so conservative there, but it's like it's California, so you would think that they would be liberal, and it's like the most confusing place to perform. Oh my god! And also it's, like, it's also wait, where they train the Navy SEALs, and it's where oh they like god. train the de- like all of that has also happened there. So it's also like all of the army guys are. Mm-hmm. I only learned this talking to a bunch of SEALs. Something there was something to do with that part of the Navy, and they were like. All the military guys you'll get, you'll either get the cadets and they're really rowdy or you'll get special forces guys. And those special forces guys are actually like way more reserved and probably more liberal Mm. because like it's so much more intense and they're seeing way more stuff. And they're like, that's why San Diego is crazy because they're like San Diego is all like the guys that fix the ships. And like the guys that repair (laughs) the planes, like they're all the grunt weirdos that are like, I want to be in the military. But I can't shoot a gun. So they've taught me how to fix an engine. And so it's just <laughs> zonkers. Well, yeah, I'm, I've only been there once because my cousin owns a tattoo parlor in San Diego. And uh, she was like, she took us around. It's the only time I've ever shot a gun was when I was there. They took us to a, a gun range because because my cousin-in-law, is that who married your cousin? Your cousin-in-law? Um, yeah. he's, from, he's, from yeah, South, he's from like South Carolina, I think, and owns every gun and so when we were talking about it, he's like you've never fired a gun that's how we're celebrating the new year so on new year's day we went to a gun range and i shot a glock and um but it was a weird like it felt like part 
like I saw a lot of people with like tattoos and dress kind of cool. Um, but then it was also like a tension in the air, but it also, it's designed like a retirement home. Like the city feels full, like it should be full of old people. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many different parts of it. Like I feel like Pacific beach and ocean beach is like, where all like the young hippies live. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as you go like more inland, it's like, yeah, it gets really conservative and guns and QAnon flags. Yeah, QAnon flags. And it's also then if you go like in the interior, like stay on the coast, but like go out of San Diego to like San Diego suburbs, like a couple, because I know a couple of comedians like that live there and they're all like, like, oh yeah, I grew up in a like a crazy trailer park with a bunch of meth heads. And I was like, what? And they were like, in San Diego? And they were like, yeah, like directly outside of it is like eight giant trailer parks. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just weird. It's also like how LA just has like a, a million oil refineries and no one talks about how weird it is in the mm. middle of like... Literally driving to San, San Diego, you will for half an hour be driving through an oil refinery and be like, I wonder why the air pollution is so bad in this city. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're processing oil. Like, And every news report is like all these drivers. And it's like, yeah, we've got it's, yeah. it's mini Dubai out here. Yeah. <laughs> Between my house and the beach, you literally will drive by those weird, like, derelicts that are, like, I always associate with Texas. Like, it's the most Like the sipping birds thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you and drive from Sherman Oaks down to Culver City, it, there's just this, like, ominous haze that just, like, yeah. lifts. And it's wow. like, and then when you have a conversation with someone about it, it's like, so about that, like, smog. And they're like, oh, that, like, a, like a born and raised California, like, that's not. That's not smog. That's that's haze. That's just natural. That's the marine layer. It's the that's way Canadians talk about snow. <laughs> yeah, but snow's a natural thing. And like here, there, like I found out recently. Someone told me this, and this startled me. Is do you want to know why people started moving into the Hollywood Hills? Mm. Is they were trying to get above the pollution in L.A. Wow. So that's why they started building in elevation, and then why they went into the valley is they were like, oh the pollution will like get stuck behind this mountain will move to the valley and we can breathe air and then of Jesus. course no one was like well how are you going to get back from the valley a car you fucking creating yeah. smog assholes and they're like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mary did you call it a marine haze yeah what people people call it the marine layer yeah like in San Diego, when you're like, why is it so hazy? It's and they're like, No, it's not the pollution, it's the marine layer. It's just that's that's what that is. It's just there's just this haze no that hangs above the ocean in Southern California. I I haven't that is not a thing. You're right. <laughs> you you don't this state is wild in that the amount of delusion like California is great. I love LA, but like LA has so many like weird, they're like, Oh, you don't know about that? And you're like, that shouldn't be a thing. Like that shouldn't be a thing. Like how no one will tell you where Skid Row is. They just always are like, we'll go downtown for dinner. And you sh and I warn people if I'm going to the arts district, oh, by the way, whatever you do, <laughs> don't think street parking is a good idea. Like look for, a, take an Uber because oh, really? you're going through Skid Row. And every, bo like every born and raised, like Los Alagonian always is like, well, everyone knows where Skid Row is. And it's like, no, not every city has a homeless in city in it. 
You know what else Californians are not honest about is that the weather here is not always beautiful. Like it, oh, it rains it. here. Yeah, I'll never forget like three years ago when I first moved here, it rained for like three weeks straight in January. And I was like, this is bullshit. And then, and then when I first moved here, I didn't bring a jacket because I just like, mm -hmm. didn't know. I was told my entire life that California is warm all the time. No. And then as soon as the sun goes down, it's fucking freezing. Yeah. Outrageous. Oh, they don't tell they also will not like explain to you that the reason why that is is because we're in the desert and this isn't supposed to be here. <laughs> like everyone, like where you're supposed to live is Orange County, because that's the temperate oasis part in the desert, but human beings never do things correctly at the beginning. So they were just mm -hmm. like, ah, brutal desert by sandy, <laughs> undrinkable water. Perfect for our giant city. And you're like, no, you have to just bring all the water in from Colorado and nothing grows here. And they're like, exactly. We'll truck in these trees from Florida. No, don't do that. But isn't, isn't that why it was able to thrive? Because like, wasn't LA in the sense that it's LA now sort of founded by gangsters? Wasn't it sort of like a shitty like mining town and then gangsters showed up and they were like, no one's paying attention here. Let's go. And cool. in the same way that they did Vegas, where they were just like, no one's going to come here. It sucks. So we'll no. just make it nice and money. -wise. The reason why the movie industry is here is because it was supposed to be in Patterson, New Jersey, and Tom Ed Thomas Edison controls it. And then a bunch of different people stole his gear, drove as far as they could west, but stay in America because he couldn't enforce his patent. They were so far away. It was too expensive for him to send a guy to be like, uh-uh-uh. So that's how the movies ended up here. And then the mob was like, this is a great idea, not realizing that a bunch of Irish hoodlums had formed the LAPD. And basically, like, <laughs> a bunch of Italians got out of a car, and they were like, well, they're not black, but close enough. Get them, boys! And then that's the history of Los Angeles. Like, it's, it's such a, like, fun... Like, the history of New York is like, well, it burned down, and then there was the revolution, and they burned it. And the history of L.A. is like, then Bugsy Siegel showed up, and in no way did the LAPD shoot him in the eye. Don't ask any questions. All right. Moving on. Like, it's really fun. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. And let's also not forget Mary and I are also sat in the... The other thing that people born and raised in L.A. like to tell you is they like to tell you, oh, we're due for an earthquake. If, if people mm. said that to you... That's West Coast up and down, though. Because yeah. I'm from Vancouver. We've been talking about the big one since I was in second grade. Why are we talking <laughs> about the big one? Why, does that, why do we think that's going to help the situation? Just everyone sat around being like... Know what's coming soon? Brutal death crushed under a building, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Oregon is about to be seaside real estate. It's gonna, it's gonna be nasty. I really haven't had one in a while, though. No, I mean, but we, where did you ride out COVID, Mary? Did you ride it out here? Or did you ride it out in? PA? I was, I was here. I was living in Sherman Oaks with my roommate. It was just the two of us Classic. in like a seven hundred foot square apartment. It was. How are you guys doing? Are you guys was, still friends? <laughs> Oh yeah, we still live together. Um, Holy yeah, shit, good for you. Nice. Yeah, we're like we're ride or dies. We like wrote a TV show together, and we we really try to like be creative with the time with the oh, downtime cool. that we had. That's great. And uh, she's my co-producer of the Ocean Mike too, so we like almost oh, run a business okay. together. Nice. So, um, yeah. by the way, Mary runs a very cool open mic at the beach here in Los Angeles called the Ocean Mike. If you're ever in LA. Mm -hmm. Please check it out. Um, and that's that's good that you guys work together and live together because I've never heard of that not working out. That's good. It's <laughs> never not working out ever. Yeah. Um, I, do you remember like the height of COVID 
And like when the Black Lives Matter protests were like where the LAPD was just in full force on the streets and it was like the worst place to live. And then we had an earthquake. Do you remember that day? The like the where it was like, oh, I think it's over. Is what <laughs> I just remember. It was, was like I remember. Well, I remember it um, happening. I remember the big earthquake happening in um, Fourth of July. Like it happened oh, on Fourth of July and then yeah. the Fourth of July. Wow. And that was, I think that was before COVID. And then it happened again. I remember just like every time there's an earthquake, I wake up and I check Twitter immediately. And I'm like, who, <laughs> who's going to confirm it for me? Yeah, no, I, because uh, yeah, there was that one. And yeah, I remember, I think the 4th of July one was during, because like May and June, there was like a shitload of earthquakes constantly. And it was like, oh, I think we're going to die and just the universe can't figure out which method they are going to take yeah. this city out. Like, cause it's even like when Biden won, which like I totally forgot until someone posted like a Instagram memory of like, Oh, thank God Trump didn't won. But like, I forgot that like I live in Koreatown, all of Koreatown was boarded up and abandoned by five o'clock the day before the election last year. And like, because they were like, if something goes down, like it's gonna get bad. Like yeah. I totally forgot about that. That was like that a was giant thing. concern. Yeah, man. That was a weird time. I, I feel like I've blocked out a lot of that. And I'm also living in a new apartment. So I feel like a lot of things that like happened at my old apartment, like was associated with that. And now I'm like, oh, well, I'm in a new, totally new environment. And did that you, never happened. Did you, remain <laughs> in the, did you remain in the Valley or have you moved to another district? So I live in Culver City now, which... Congratulations. ABD. Thank you. Nice. Thank you that, but I do love Sherman Oaks. I'm like Sherman Oaks a valley is... girl at heart. Chris, here's the thing with America is it definitely delivers in terms of like what you're looking for in terms of America. And Sherman Oaks, like it comes across like a suburb out of a stoop. Like the like a the Pleasantville. Mall. Yeah, like it's like, okay. like everyone's a guy. Every man's named Mike. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, right. what do you do? I work, I work for LA Power and Water, like everyone else on this block. Like, it's just so. There's a Trader Joe's always by the highway. You can just it, yeah. It's a good. It's a good place. I mean, I feel like okay, personally, in like the entertainment world, it's like the most. It's the closest place that you can live to celebrities, like being like in an affordable area. Like we lived in such a cheap apartment, but like I would work on Ventura Boulevard at this like fancy coffee shop and so i would see celebrities like all the time and that was that was like the first year living here in la so i was still like oh so that's perfect timing yeah yeah here's yeah. my question and so what that was... to me is like the the beauty of sherman oaks i think like i feel like i haven't really found my place here in culver city so i should probably like start working at a coffee shop and meeting yeah, just... people. like i really need like a sense of community or something like even with mm. la being so big like i just like to recognize people on the street yeah for sure what yeah. celebrities did you see in sherman oaks also who was who was nice who was a dick Great. and Great. who did you see actively cheating on their partner because you're also you're at the coffee shop so this is where everyone is themselves like no yeah. one you are you're most yourself uncaffeinated oh fascinating great point Okay. okay, so I have to say, I met Jamie Kennedy at the coffee shop. Like, I didn't meet him through comedy. I met him at Tortoni. And he oh, no. Oh, no, she froze. Jamie Kennedy's intervened. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Hello? 
Oh no, it's, it's you're okay. I think if you're coming back slowly, not not. Oh no, it's just frozen again. Oh. No, no. Oh man, Big Hollywood, they got us. How the fuck did Jamie Kennedy from the Shit. Jamie Kennedy experiment figure this out? Oh no, Jimmy Kennedy found us. <laughs> uh, Mary, it's, it's probably easier if you if you leave and then come back in. This has yeah. happened a couple times. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking Jamie Kennedy, man. Uh, yeah, he still got swing in this town. He still got he still got sway. Jamie Jamie Kennedy experimented. Oh. What the fuck did you just change? Nothing. Oh, it just got very weird noises just happened. What do you think? The, do you think I'm gonna say Jamie Kennedy very nice because I've done shows with Jamie Kennedy and he's just mm. a quiet, nice man in his fifties. Yeah, I get I get that vibe from him. He also seems like someone who was like was very famous and now yeah. oh no sort of just has a life. Mary, are you there? Oh no. Uh, oh fuck. the picture's here. A little it's a little clippy. Oh my god. No. Someone Scientology hacked us. You were about to name <laughs> Yeah. We've been coming in from Patty Padman, we've been son of the yeah. masks. <laughs> it's like really pixelated and it, like you know that thing where you're on um this is gonna date this reference you're on skype and it like cuts out and then you get all of the sentences once so it's like um you're like, okay, really? what if we go to like a different section of the oh. house oh maybe it's a little bit better now we're seeing a little seeing bit better movement. seeing some movement <laughs> is That's it getting nice. better yeah it's getting better oh my god i'm very oh, excited okay. All right, here we yeah. go. Here's a little tour of the. Ooh, apartment. look at all nice. that storage, Chris. That's uh, a lot damn. of storage. Yeah. I'm gonna step outside though, because I think that that might work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Open the internet window. Very yeah. smart. Very, Very important. Smart. Yeah. Um. Who do you okay. want? So who do who, who do you want to guess was an asshole? All right. Well, Sherman Oaks, because here's the thing with Sherman Oaks is an interesting one. Oh, there's now. I assume that's the. I think we saw your roommate for one second. It's yes, like, that was my roommate. That was when I was talking about Casey. Hi, Hi Casey. Casey. Uh, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing more fun than a, a long, uh, an, uh, like from the distance. Hi. All right, good. Mary's back. All right, so Jamie okay. Kennedy. All right, perfect. So uh, what I was going to say is that he was seriously the nicest person I've ever met. He, yes. like, comedian. Mm. And I've heard that about him from a lot of different people. And the fact that I met him outside of comedy, like, just shows that he's just so genuine in, like, every part of life. And I just told him that I was, like, a new comedian and that I saw him on a show, like, the other night. And he was like, oh, cool, all right, well, I'll see you around then. And just, like, mm -hmm. treated me like such a peer. It was just, like, so, yeah, so cool. And so I've always, like, held on to that. Nice. And um, And then, like, just being able to meet comedians outside of comedy, like, be like makes you more memorable. It's like, oh yeah, you're the girl from the coffee shop instead of you're yeah. just the random open micer that I see mm. hundreds of a night. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, yeah. And you're a person. Is, like for Jamie Kennedy, for someone you never hear about doing stand up, does so much stand up in L.A. Really? That's another thing I love about him is that he is like he he's done so much. He's been in so many movies. He's mm. like for decades and he never turns up like a bad gig like he'll do backyards he'll oh. do fucking fourth i mean i don't know i've never seen him at fourth wall but like he's just not above 
like a shitty show. I mean, I've seen him. I saw him. I saw him at our bar in Koreatown once, which was a pretty much a like (laughs) surprising the audience like battle. And I was like, I bet you Jamie Kennedy. I was like, I don't think Jamie Kennedy's going up. He was in in Scream. Was he in Scream? No, he was not in Scream. That's another guy who looked up. Was he? He was in Scream. Yeah. yeah. He was was, uh, Randy in Scream. Yeah, he wasn't he the guy who talked about all the horror movie tropes? Yeah. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking. I luckily already have IMDb. He yeah. was in the first two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so Jamie Kennedy, sweetheart. Yes. Hard worker. Yeah. I'm very happy because I've had a Jamie Kennedy experience. Isn't just a nice, quiet man. He just yeah, just seems like a nice, yeah. quiet man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was super nice. I've never really had anyone that was like mean uh andy kindler was really nice to me too I told him that's that good a just a sweetheart he just was like oh just so kind and yeah. like <laughs> generous and um i don't know i mean i've seen lucy hale and elizabeth olsen and um, lucy hale I, kelly clarkson i made her a coffee once <laughs> i'm telling you like a listers wow what yeah. is it about this neighborhood that celebrities live in because they all live in the hills yeah and so they come down and the closest thing to them that's like civilization is ventura boulevard and that's where i worked and it was just it was the best i missed it a lot sort of just an la geography so chris is in uh in victoria british columbia canada so basically Mm -hmm. the hollywood hills is the 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 range you go over to get to the valley, which is where Sherman Oaks is. Okay. And if you live in the hills, it's kind of shit because there's nothing there. Like it's just houses and you can't really get internet. And windy roads. Yeah. It's like okay. so hard to drive on. <laughs> um, and so you basically drive to the valley for everything. So yeah, gotta go. GG. Uh what? See ya. Good I'll game. See ya, it's a good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, Phoebe Bridgers is in uh, uh, is from there in Sherman Oaks. I don't know who Phoebe Bridgers is. She's a singer, I think. Yeah, that's right. She was the one that made the lockdown album. album. A lot of people yeah. dressed up as her for Halloween. Oh, maybe that's because there was a couple of costumes where I went. I am out of touch. I'm officially <laughs> not paying attention. Like, <laughs> I have no idea who that person could be. I always like positive celebrity stories i kept running into bridget nielsen my first month in la and i still to this day don't know what why she was in koreatown and <laughs> during COVID, apparently the big excitement which i missed was uh charlie sheen a couple of nights was super drunk uh stood in line at the drive-through near the mcdonald's near my house and like people put it on citizen and next door and we're like charlie sheen's at the mcdonald's <laughs> on wilshire and like a shitload of people were like charlie and he's like <laughs> hello um, yeah, but apparently, yeah, very uh, uh, a very nice man, very nice drug addict. Is oh yeah, like. no, that's what I've heard about Charlie Sheen. Super nice. What a good guy. What a good guy. <laughs> I, what's weird is I've only ever just heard crackhead. I've never heard good guy, bad guy. Si- like I have no one I think can get over the drug use. There's like he's a drug addict. What is he? He's like right. Yeah, he has no personality other than he yeah. just does drugs. That's oh, it. Jesus. Oh my God, Frank's back! I didn't realize Frank. Frank get out of here, Frank! Jesus <gasps> Christ! I didn't realize you'd set Frank to work again. He's—I mean, everyone's back. You know, COVID's over. Everyone's back. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, he's a real piece of shit. 
Oh, which which one? Oh, yeah. They could it could be a lot of things. Oh yeah, he's HIV positive. Uh, he went on the reason he left Two and a Half Men was he went on a whole Jews Run Hollywood uh, rant. Did on he? Set. Yep. Okay, yeah, he's a bad person. Oh, no. Yeah, there's a, and this is all allegedly, uh, there's a whole child porn thing. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> but he's a great guy. Just a great guy. Just Damn. <laughs> you, can, you can't trust the shiftless drug addicts. Who can, anti-Semitic domestic abuser. Guys, I'm going to say it. I was not expecting that description from a man who smokes so much crack. Uh, it's such a it's such a shame that those are two like such awful things because that's got a nice rhythm to it. Anti-Semitic domestic abuser. Anti-Semitic domestic yeah, abuser. That... <laughs> Anti-Semitic domestic that? abuser. Anti-Semitic domestic abuser. Anti-Semitic domestic abuser. Anti-Semitic domestic abuser. Someone put a beat under that. Um, <laughs> I just want you to know though. Uh, then there's uh, but he he did say tiger blood. <laughs> oh, that's right. He did. The jury's out. Uh, that was a high point. It would make such a good diss track. Also, <laughs> um, uh, where is it? Uh, it's not the remix uh, I want to make. Oh, yeah. What is the Corey Feldman thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he sexually abused Corey Feldman when they were on a movie together when they were he was 21 and Corey Feldman was like 15 or 16. This is all allegedly I wasn't there, but that's the story I heard. I mean, it would be so much crazier if you were there if you're like oh i was there i was a i was yeah. a seven-year-old grip on the worst movie ever produced the conditions were illicit um, um oh patty actually i heard a different one which is uh, uh his uh now ex-wife denise richards walked in on him watching child porn um and when she yelled at him i think he said something along the lines of shut up bitch uh and then went about his day so <laughs> man i'm gonna say it I was wrong about Charlie Sheen. A lot of people were. A lot of people <laughs> were wrong about Charlie Sheen. You know, I really thought despite those things, he like had a good personality at least. But so charming. <laughs> so charming. I mean, I think it's it's he's who we all thought Robert Downey Jr. would grow up to be. <laughs> That's such a great point. Because <laughs> Mary, are you are you aware of Robert Downey Jr.'s early years? I don't think so. I think I'm getting him confused with Rob Lowe, though. I know that Rob Lowe had Rob some, Lowe like, both had yeah. Rob Lowe had some rough time. It was a bad, bad man. Yeah. And what Robert, was Downey, Robert Downey Jr.'s shit. Robert Downey Jr. did drugs. everything. Yeah. Like, when we were, we were talking, kids, that's what he was known for. Like Robert Downey Jr. was not Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. was cocaine's Iron Man. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, quite famously, I think he got fired from Ally McBeal because he did so much coke, he woke up in his neighbor's kid's room because he kicked, the, like, he literally broke into the house and was like, I live here in this kid's room. And they were like, okay, no, you live how do you bounce back from that? How do you have a career then after you've been, like, blackmailed? In, in he made a lot of very good indie movies. Yeah, he made a literally, by the way, Mary, I need to correct my friend Chris here. He made one good movie. <laughs> I didn't save him. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Was it Kiss, yeah, kiss, kiss, bang, kiss bang, bang, Bang? Yeah, that was the kiss, one. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Yeah. He made Kiss, he made Kiss, it? Bang, Bang, and everyone was like, all right. And then they made Iron Man, and he was the lowest paid actor in the movie Iron Man, and also just looked a lot like Iron Man and had a vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that movie, what no one talks about is that movie was not supposed to do well. Like it was done for a shoestring budget. 
Yeah. Um, he was signed to only to one movie. Robert Downey Jr. gets points of every Marvel movie because he did Iron Man. It came out was like a big surprise success. They called him. They called his new his agent, who was also his new wife at the time, and was like, "Hey, so we're gonna start shooting Iron Man too." And she was like, "Who's playing Iron Man?" And they were like, "Robert is." And she's like, "No, Robert's back." And they were like, "Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, what?" What would Mr. Downey Jr. like? But before that, Robert Downey Jr. was like super fucked up. Like I had like, no uh, idea. He was untouchable. Iron Man is like totally tainted for me now. It's, there was a um, there was there was a scene was... in The Simpsons. You remember when they go to L.A. and there's like they're like, oh look, Robert Downey movie, Robert Downey Jr. shooting a movie, and it's him shooting at the cops. And then Bart goes, I don't see any cameras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! Like, like he was super wild. He like talked about because his dad was like some sort of big actor as well, and his dad, when he was like seven, would get super fucking like they would go get stoned by the fire, and his dad would be like, "Your mom's a bitch, Bobby." <laughs> <laughs> like that's okay. That's what I was wondering too. Is like, so was his dream like to be an actor? Because I feel like when you fuck up multiple times like that, you're just forever gonna be just in it. Like even if you don't yeah. want to be, like all your ties are to it. So, well, he was he was just... sort of part of the Brat Pack as well. Yeah, like, like he, he was, was a teen star. Mm -hmm. He made he made a lot of like a uh, uh, coming of age movies where he was sort of a a cool. He was a young Tony Stark basically, sort of a mm -hmm. cool, aloof, beautiful man. Um, oh. He made some comedies. Yeah, he was like he he was very successful. Did every drug and then one of the and then came the, back. Patty Padman in the chat brought this up, and it's such a good point. That's right. He was on a season of SNL. He was on that wild season yeah, of SNL with Gilbert in Gottfried. It in was Gilbert Gottfried and <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and the only person they kept from that cast, they kept Eddie. two people. They kept Eddie. Joe Piscopo. Yeah, and then they hired Eddie Murphy, and yeah. then just a bunch of random actors, and were like, "Can't get any worse than that year we had Robert Downey Jr. and Gilbert Gottfried." That was a wild year. Um, what year was that? Looking it up right now. It was, it was 1980. It was the year it was produced by a woman named Jean Domanian. Yeah. Who oh God, was just? I'm, I was a real comedy nerd. Uh, I read and I read a book called Live from New York, which is the it's a great book. Saturday Night mm. Live. That's so oh, I, have, I have that book. Mary, that book I right there. Oh, it is like there's, you there's will, some stories. Like it's so crazy. I will like the like that year, the 1980 year is bananas because like no one it seems was a comedy writer like they it's you just it's so fucking good yeah that all the garrett morris stories like you just, yeah <laughs> like it's it's it really puts like the world like like look at the situation with john mulaney where like the tabloids are camping out because a guy with addiction problems like went through a breakup briefly slipped went like had sort of a publicy breakdown but how much more tame Mm. That really was in the grand scheme of things compared to like SNL in the seventies, like, like uh, Tom Davis and Al Franken describe where they once bought cocaine and then John Belushi just was so addicted. He could smell it through the office and just like kicked their office door in, did their cocaine in front of them. and was like, thanks boys. And then just left. And they're like, what the fuck? Like those are cocaine. Yeah. Gareth Morris would just sit in his office and smoke. Crack? Yeah. 
they couldn't, Jesus. They oh couldn't get they couldn't get the uh, the the cleaning staff to come clean the floor where the offices were for like ten years because Garrett Morris scared the shit out of them so badly. Um, like security wouldn't let any of the staff in because they all looked like homeless people. Like it's <laughs> such an interesting book. And then there's such a shift in the nineties. Like when Will Ferrell comes, it goes from like, and then we were doing uh tramadols off each other's dicks to like <laughs> uh Sherry O'Terry was hired and we all had a green tea and wrote some sketches. Like it's just so <laughs> you're like, yeah. I'm wow. very happy I'm in show business now. I could not have taken the level of debauchery. It would have bummed me the fuck out. Yeah. Also, being surrounded by addicts is so fucking boring. Yeah. It's so boring. I just can't even imagine that. That's wild. I'm trying to think of the movie that they made about um, the National Lampoon guys. Fuck, that movie's oh. on Netflix. That was fucking great. Uh, a like futile a... and stupid gesture. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't watched it. Is it good? really good yeah yeah. and yeah it just shows how they all just fucking went crazy and i uh forget what his name is um the guy the main guy uh will or will will forte yeah will forte plays yeah he's stork in animal house oh Mm -hmm. fuck what was his name but yeah such a good movie yeah i i then also there's a documentary that was on youtube for a while that like goes way more in depth uh of the lampoon and like because in the movie there's a thing where he would disappear he disappears one time yeah. in the movie gives nothing away in real life he would do that all the time like there was one time where he like literally said to his partner he's like i feel like taking some acid and he came back six months later and he's like how's it going and they were like where the <laughs> fuck have you been and he's like oh and he just like drops he's like i made a yearbook we were putting out a yearbook and they're like what the fuck <laughs> you just couldn't do that now like imagine like no podcast just goes on hiatus for six months because someone just went fucking cocoa for cuckoo puffs. I'm also I also just think it's crazy that they could do that much cocaine and then write an entire fucking movie on a typewriter. Like mm. I can't even do that sober. I, I can't even think of that they're on a typewriter. Yeah. Oh fuck that. Yeah, I would just be like, I'm just doing heroin. I'm not you. I'm not. Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't believe in my dreams enough to type them on a goddamn. Computer. No. Yeah. You have to want to write so bad. You oh, you have to want it. Now that we're in text to speech, anyone's doing it. Nobody gives a shit. But at the time, I didn't even fucking think of that. I oh, I hate that yeah. so much. And I guarantee most of them did learn how to type. So it was a bunch of coked up dudes going. <laughs> We're geniuses. Oh, that's <laughs> really funny. Been their first draft. I mean, it has yeah. to be. They can't like go mm. do like editing shit. I don't know. Actually, that's I would feel like yeah. I'm not. You know, allegedly, I may have had some experience with narcotics. Allegedly, supposedly, what? and I would. Well, I know. I would guess it's pretty enjoyable doing some editing because you're like you already feel so right anyway. So imagine you're reading your work and you're like, not only is this good, it needs to be longer. Like that's (laughs) although I mean some of those sketches really make sense. Like some of the SNL sketches are so like especially in the 70s, where it's like, what's the premise of this? It's like he says cheeseburger. Wait, how long is this sketch? It's seven minutes long. What's gonna happen? It it's gonna say cheeseburger a lot. Yeah. Well, we're at a party. And outside the door is a shark. Okay, that is one of the funniest sketches <laughs> of all amazing. time. The land so shark. Funny. Where it's because the entire joke is just uh, 
Telegram. Blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shark just tricking people to leave their apartment. This is how much Absolutely. cocaine they were doing in 1975 is they all thought Chevy Chase was charming. That's how mm-hmm. much cocaine they were doing. Mm. He was a heartthrob. He was so handsome. He was gorgeous. Although, uh, friends, he was like, he's appearing at comedy clubs. The rumor is Chevy Chase might be like starting to do stand up, which, okay. I mean, are, are we ready? Like, I want to see that guy. If that guy. <laughs> he's going to be honest? Yes. If that guy's going to be honest, that will be like, y'all thought Chappelle? <laughs> like, Chevy Chase is going to be like, yeah, fuck Dan Harmon. Like, that's how he's going to start. And it's going to be like, yeah. Oh. oh, my God. Mary, no, if, there's, I, if there's like one old school celebrity that you could watch do stand up and who would just be like, here are my stories. <laughs> Who'd you go oh with? Oh my god! Oh, well, I don't really know old SNL that much. I feel like I like any any celebrity, celebrity. But anyone. honestly, if I could watch someone now, I feel like it would probably be Patrice O'Neill because I feel like he would have Ooh, some fucked up shit to say, and yeah. people would not be happy about it. <laughs> I weirdly think Patrice would kind of, in this odd way of you can't. Like, you can't kill a man that's already dead. Like, if they're like, we're canceling Patrice O'Neill. It's like when they tried to cancel Joey Diaz. It's like, I mean, good luck. Yeah, like, what are you going to do to this man that hasn't yeah. already been done to him? Yeah, that he's done himself. Like, yeah. when they tried to cancel Joey Diaz, I'm like, you mean the man who went to jail for eight years for kidnapping? I think I think you're, yeah, this man isn't moral. It's like, yeah, he's got a parole officer. Like, he was not lying about any of this. He's aware. <laughs> When did they try canceling him? When was that? I missed it was that. In, it was in uh, May. Was of, three years ago? No, it was May of 2020. And I remember, I remember because it was like. God, how went, bored were we? It went, because it, it went, they were, they tried to cancel Diaz. And then they, everything about Dalia and Callan came out. Yeah. And oh, I remember this because Joey Diaz tweeted, guess y'all forgot who, I, forgot about me, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, he also, by the way, Joey Diaz has a uh, a bunch of. I just discovered this while I was on, in Denver, walking around, wanting to listen to some stand up. He has like, essentially, just stories from his life released as these long, um, stand up things called the Testicle Diaries, which is not what they should be called. Joey. Because Jesus Christ, it is like, like I would say, like using like that Patrice style of like loose, amazing story, but like Joey, D- so good. Patrice is a very good show because I would also like to hear what he yeah. has to say about right now. Yeah, um, we all yo, miss him. Yeah, my, yeah, here's my mine would be all honesty with, and it ha- and they, I'm adding this in supreme skill. Mm. Queen Elizabeth doing oh. a Netflix would be like. I just like, I just want to see her finish a bit and then go. What else is going on? she kind of adjusts her crown a little bit how else you guys doing like she just walks out and is like yeah philip fucked my sister but i fucked his family like you know what i mean like (laughs) Uh, harry is not diana's son i know i was the third let's go These jewels ain't gonna shine themselves. Suck my clit. Like she's just Lisa Lampanelli times five. <laughs> I want I, mean, I want Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. I want Quincy Jones because he had that brief period when that documentary was coming out about him where they let him do interviews. And he said he just got so many things out real quick. It was just 
it was uh, I walked in on Marlon Brando, Richard Pryor fucking, and all these people, <laughs> all these people were, like, and I did this and fuck this guy, and they were like, okay, no more, no more answers. Yeah. That's that's a wrap on you. And it's like, let's give him a microphone, let's put him at the funny bone, let's just record it all. Like you, you all. This is the this is an anecdotal story, but it kills me, which is Quincy Jones at Frank Sinatra's funeral. Don't know. Uh, it. Uh, he sat everyone down and yelled at them for letting him marry such an old woman. That's why he died. Oh, that's right. <laughs> at the funeral, he sat like all. He's like, "You guys are fucking up. You want to know why it's in that box? That's a fifty-year. You don't marry a fifty-year-old. You're like Quincy Jones. What the fuck? Jesus. Um, okay, a couple of things in the chat. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Rashida Jones, who made that documentary, basically he was like, "What did he say to Stephen Colbert? Yeah, you don't let my dad near an open microphone." Um, also, bets check your Facebook. I'm, I'm David. I'm listening to it right now, and I like it very much. Um, Why, I'm just trying to it? find a way of. Uh, he sent, he sent us a remix. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, Mary, one of the people in our chat is our musical director, is a man named David Hoare. There he is, right there, and he will routinely, from time to time, make us a little song based off of something we said. That's so I, cool. It, it is pretty cool, and yeah, I think we love so. It. Chris, if you're in host mode, what you can do is share your screen with the song and it'll just play. Yeah, well, my only worry is that I, I I can't seem to get it into its own thing and I sort of don't want to show all my messages with David on I the screen because they're very it. sexual. <laughs> if, you, if you download it, you can just show the player, I think. Uh, yeah, that's the, I don't think I can download it. David, can you email it to me, please? Yeah, uh, the raid song was written by David. Um, yeah. Oh, and this is our usual other co-host. Her name is Ashley. She's Ashley. Um, and she just popped in to say hello. Aww. Oh, for for podcast listeners, Ashley said, uh, "Hey, Santa Ashley, nice to meet you. Uh, I hope you're enjoy. I hope you're enjoying our little show. And I'm sorry I'm not there to meet you and love and miss you all. I'm going to sleep now. Good night, Ashley." Um. Uh, I just want to say hello to Casey again. Also, Mary, what is uh, the <laughs> script on the whiteboard you guys are working on? I can see. It's very exciting. Oh, yeah, that's our that's our whiteboard over there. You know, we just uh, that's actually it. what started us to write a show together. We uh, we got the whiteboards during quarantine and then we just like mapped out ideas. Mm. And every time we had one, we would write it on the whiteboard. And then we got like index cards and like planned out like all of our scenes and stuff. Hi, Casey. Whoa. Casey. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I keep, so, yeah, keep thinking about getting it. a big. We just write all of our. Oh, I can't. I don't know how to work nice. this iPad. Um. So you're doing a great job. It's pretty. Oh. It's pretty. We have like a a lot. Just like so much creative energy flowing in this apartment. Here's. Our lovely bookshelf. Nice. That's where the SNL things. book, the SNL book was on there. So much plants. <laughs> oh yeah, there is a lot of plants. Yeah. Um, and then we we also have a typewriter over here. No, you're two steps away from doing a bunch of cocaine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, do we need to start a GoFundMe just so you guys can really kick it up a notch? Go 1975 I mean, style. The, the buy a bump we fund. We had some right by the typewriter, but you know, nice. we're yeah, nice. Well, it is we're a, past those days. We're adults now. I know it is. It's a nice. Ooh, I got something we can share. Uh, 
Chris, hit it. Here we go. Anti-Semitic domestic abuser. 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 David Hoare. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I mean, what a tune, but also not really one for the barbecue. You know what I mean? Like, hey, throw on that anti Semitic domestic abuser. Fuck me. Yeah, that's one you got to bump alone in your house. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Driving or... It's much yeah, like you what can't we do your first dance. Is that uh, uh, Where My Hood At by DMX, a truly. Mm ripper song not as it turns out for public consumption as it turns out the lyrics <laughs> are a real problem it's gonna be the title track of david's next album fuck yeah <laughs> david Hoare, anti-semitic domestic abuser let's go <laughs> domestic abuser. it does I mean, it's just fucking it's stuck <laughs> right it's in my head it's, it's... Oh, I can't so wait for uh, any of us to be in a grocery store and just under our breath, anti-Semitic domestic abuser, anti-Semitic domestic abuser. Just watch people start to pull out their phones. It's, <laughs> like, it's in my head right now. In my Where head, is literally this going? Like... But I feel like if you sing it fast enough, they won't actually know what you're saying. And so it's one of those where you won't really like truly know the lyrics until you, you Google search them and then get disappointed. Oh, can we get this on genius.com? <laughs> <laughs> What's genius.com? That's where you get all the lyrics for all the songs. It's rap genius. Did you not know about rap genius? No. Buddy, it's yeah, about to change your life. Lyrics. Maybe that's why half of them weren't in English. I just Google it and just read it off the Google page. It's a, I mean, I'm also man enough to admit occasionally when I can't figure out where my uh, calendar, my calculator app is on my phone, I'll just put it into Google and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Usually. <laughs> uh, it's going to be stuck. <laughs> Kirsten says it's going to be stuck in my head all through my child protection training tomorrow. Can I hear it one more time, please? Can I hear this song one more time? I'd like oh, to yeah. Let's bang it Let out one it more time. Up. It's very good. It's a very good old track. So funny. <laughs> so funny. I do. Like, do you ever think, like, because he had to, like, that? the thing with David is he has a, like, please look up rap genius for Janet Jackson. Like, he has a girlfriend that lives with him. And I assume that she's like popped in, like, I'm off to bed. You want to come? And he's like, uh, one second. I'm just working on this. <laughs> Anti-Semitic domestic abuser. 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 Even Casey's dancing. Anti-Semitic domestic abuser. 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 <laughs> Gotta throw shapes to that mother. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah, a oh dog. My God, there's a dog dancing to the sun. This is the greatest Kay day of our lives. Casey Thank keeps you. bringing that A game. Fucking Casey, you do not <laughs> fucking diss a point. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah hit, hit it again, Chris. Hit it oh, again. God damn it. I keep shutting it down. <laughs> He's so yeah. Oh my God! I'm, what I like is the eyes. What is the puppy's name or her name? Brody. 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 I like that your concern reflects the content of this song right here. 
dance, Brody. Domestic abuser. Anti-Semitic 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 domestic abuser. I am so sorry to that dog. Oh, Brody. Oh, that's good stuff. That's... Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I, was well, having a, I was having a weird day today. I just was not feeling it. And and watching a dog dance to a whatever the fuck that was, oh, it really turned me around. Oh, this is the best. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Chris, who brings it as a guest on the stream. Not I guess you book, not Jordan, not uh, not Sean Hogan. Who brings it? Mary. Mary brought us a Mary whiteboard, a dog, yep. and a typewriter. Oh my god! Um, I have everything, you guys. Welcome, You're Ashley welcome. Story. Welcome, Ashley Story. <laughs> hey, um, Ashley, how's it going? Oh my god! So, what is the story of Brody? What a great dog that is. I assume it's Casey's dog or your dog. Yeah, so he is Casey's dog. Um, but I was there when she got him, and we looked at him together. Actually, his original name was Romeo, which was weird. Oh. Yeah, so we felt a little connection to him there. Uh, but then um, we did actually name him after Brody Stevens. Uh, oh, just, that's nice. Yeah, we love comedy. And yeah. we actually met Brody one time and like he at the comedy store and he had a conversation with Casey. And it was all about like, he, he just got like got, got so deep so randomly. And I feel like you should tell it, Casey. He like told, he told her to like follow her dreams and like figure out like her passion and stuff. And... But very nice, actually. Um, I went to to the comedy store with her like a few times, a handful of times when we first moved here because I didn't know what else to do with myself. And um, yeah, he just kind of was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, my roommate's a comedian. So I'm just like hanging out. And he's like, but what are you doing here? Yeah. He was like, he was like, you need to figure out your thing. Like, what are, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh shit, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever called me out like that. <laughs> so then, like, the only way I could convince Mary to let me get a dog is if we named him after a comedian. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. I like yeah. that. Also, Brody Stevens is the right one to pay tribute to because it's a nice way to pay tribute to him. Also, like, just a universally respected nice man. Like, imagine yeah. the amount of people that have dogs named, say, Louie or Cosby that are really like, <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I'm so true. <laughs> oh, there's got to be at least one doggy CK out there, right? Oh, my God, yeah. There's, I mean, statistically, there were probably a couple of Adolfs in Germany in the 1930s that they were like, we better name this dog Winston. Do you know it's still illegal to name a pig Napoleon in France? What are you talking about? <laughs> That was like a form of political protest for a little while. They'd be like, fuck Napoleon. My pig's name is Napoleon. <laughs> and so he made it against the law to name your pig Napoleon. And they just never took it off the books. Wow. Yeah. So, I well, feel like, how do, how do you even know? Do you talk, like... I guess you just got to catch a farmer out. When yeah. he's, <laughs> and he's out in the slot. Napoleon, stop it. All right, come yeah. in, sir. That's yeah, over. Co the cop's yeah. just having coffee with the farmer. I don't know. I don't have a. I was trying to do a demonstrate them having coffee, but I, this is my coffee cup has pens in it. But they're just having coffee, and he's just like, oh, hang on. Napoleon, cut. Oh, no. no. You're done. 
I'm toast. Oh my God. Sarah Milliken has a cat named. Bye, Casey. Have fun. Bye, Casey. Bye, Brody. Great to meet you. Thank you for a video I'm going to watch for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, please tell me someone has. Cl uh, luckily, all the Adolf dogs are dead now. Uh, hey, Ashley Story, if you're still in the chat, do you want to uh, uh, come on uh, this week? Ashley Manning is taking the week off, and we're having uh, special uh, guest third mics this week. So yeah, we can do Wednesday or Thursday if you're free. Um, uh, Mary, uh, what else uh, do you have going on? Oh, how was the rest of your tour? Let's finish the tour, and then you're going to plug, and then we're going to fuck off. Is I'm going to be back right. in two right, seconds. Cool. That sounds back. good. Um, right. uh, Where did we leave off? The Southern Route. I went from Southern Roswell route. to Austin to Nashville. Or Ooh. Austin, New Orleans, which was my favorite city to go to. What is New Orleans like? Theater. I haven't... Oh, I can't. I haven't been. I don't know what it's like. I'm like. It was absolutely gorgeous and like just so historical. And like the architecture of the buildings was just like like nothing I'd ever seen. The entertainment, the food, the people. Everybody's just like in their own like thing. Like they're not worried about anyone else. There's just no judgment. You can be whoever you want. It's like it. slightly trashy, which like I. Personally. I'm all for because <laughs> what also people until you live in America, it's a very interesting thing because there's like a bunch of layers of American culture that aren't exported. But there is a li like I like the kind of trashy, gaudy, like America for Americanness that's so <laughs> like it's just sort of ridiculous. And I feel like with the New Orleans backdrop and all that history and that music, it's got to be amazing that you're like in the oldest jazz club and then next to it is a Chick-fil-A. Exactly. Just, it was just Yes, please. There was just so much like culture and history there packed with entertainment and like I don't know. It was just the crazy and like just so much fun like Did you go see Nick Cage's grave? <laughs> I did not, unfortunately. It was on the list and we just didn't get to it, you know. So would you like to, to see would you like to see a photo of it now? The and I'll have you know the city of New Orleans is not pleased that he did this. Who is the he in this? Nick <laughs> Mary? Cage. Nick oh, Cage. Is a, okay. He has a. Uh, we were going through uh, Mary's tour, and um, uh, uh, I mentioned she was talking about how awesome New Orleans was, and I was asking if she saw Nicholas Cage's grave. Um, oh, he pre-bought one. Of course, he did. Does it have a big Superman tombstone? Have you not seen it? No, I don't think so. Oh, I have seen this. It's been a while. There it is. <laughs> That's his grave. No. Where is yeah, that? Man. That's in uh, like in the like super old graveyard in New Orleans. He built he like bought like three two I think more than one plot maybe and put that on there. Oh my god, Ew, it looks photoshopped. That's so horrible. So oh, yeah, weird. Does. Is it a mausoleum? I think it is a mausoleum, yes. But because it's most mausoleums, right? They stack them along the walls, so you can fit like sort of, sort of nine, six, nine bodies around. Yeah, yeah. But because it's a pyramid, it's basically him and his it's assistant. Six personalities. Who? Yeah, it's just copies of every DVD he's ever been a part of, and that's yeah. He's just being buried yeah. in a giant DVD case for the weatherman. Yeah. <laughs> And then he uh, dies, and they're not even going to fulfill that request. They're just it's, that's just going to sit there forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, 
Of course. It's not like he's dying in Canada where the will is a legal binding contract that you must adhere to. Really? Uh, I'm really glad I know that. I'm going to put some, I'm going to put something annoying in there. I learned that because uh, my great aunt who did the Mac Macarena, she wanted to, and may have at one point put in her will, I want to go out. Uh, I want to be uh, buried the Inuit way, which is you're taken to the very top of Canada and put on an ice floe and pushed out and then eaten by polar bears. And so they her, paid for her to go to the Northwest Territories. She is still alive. And her family was like, we're not paying for your body to go do that. That's ridiculous. And yeah. I was like, first of all, fuck you. Yes, we are doing that. Second of all, if you really didn't want to do it, you could have just found a closer ice flow or whatever and then just shoved her body off. There are I mean, not closer ice flows, if anything, are getting farther and farther away. Right, exactly. <laughs> you can't fly out there. You, that's like you have to fly to like Yellowknife and then you get on a dog sled. That's and right. then you just drag a corpse across the tundra for four days. Hell yeah, man. Just so like, you can throw it away. Just like Jack London. <laughs> What's more North American than that? What are you doing here? I'm littering with this person I love's body. <laughs> Nightmare. Yeah, I think that that's very nice. I, I guess I know what love is, Chris. <laughs> I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Oh, fuck, I was crazy. Yeah. Like, Damn it, y'all. Um, oh, I would definitely be on hallucinogenics. If I was in charge of getting that body up there, I'd be like, full disclosure, daddy, because we're going to be in Canada, so not technically internationally. I'd be like, I'm on a lot of edibles. Let's mm. do this. <laughs> Check um, out those auroras. So you went New Orleans, so you went uh, Arizona to New Orleans, Texas. So Texas, New Orleans, and then Nashville, and uh, and then after Nashville, Pittsburgh. I I featured at Pittsburgh Improv for Joe Dombrowski. He's How did like you get? The, that's very far. Very far. Nashville <laughs> to Pittsburgh. I drove that um, alone because I dropped my oh. friend off. My friend was with me from Phoenix to Nashville. So I dropped him off at the Nashville airport. And then the next day I drove to Pittsburgh by myself. It was like a nine hour drive. And then I had a feature that night and I got there on time and it all worked. I feel like honestly doing that, like gave me such an adrenaline rush. And I was just like feeling like so on top of the world. Like, I don't know, just nice. It, it was, it, it was my favorite performance, best performance of my entire career too. Wow. Like, How was, many states are there between Tennessee and Pennsylvania? Like you went through like. Yeah, I went, I, it, um, Alabama. Um, so, oh wait, no, no, no. Um, now, okay. So Kentucky, Ohio and Pennsylvania, I guess there's only three. That's so weird. Maybe there should four. be more. I know. It feels like it's further away. But I did I did do the stats. I was gone for 66 days. I did performed on 43 shows. Nice. Was in 26 states. Fuck. And slept in 32 places. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. It was like just the best experience of my whole life. And like awesome. some of the gigs were not great, you know, like sometimes I would be like I would go from like featuring at the improv to then doing like a show for 10 people at a cigar lounge in Maryland. Like Ooh, it was just that a spectrum a... of shows. And Does like, anyone else so oh, God. really feel like, was that, that the hurt. next show you did after featuring at like the 
beautiful Pittsburgh improv. You're in rural Maryland at what they call a cigar lounge, but really sounds like just a guy's room with cigars. They just changed it because it used to be called Whites Only Club. And now yeah, they're like, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. a cigar lounge. Yeah, right? That's pretty much what it was. I mean, yeah. um, I was supposed to do like a guest spot at DC or DC Comedy Loft that weekend. And it just, it fell through. So I ended up just like heavily creeping on Instagram, which is where I found a lot of my shows. I just like went through like hashtags, like, Maryland comedy, Pennsylvania comedy, and I just found this show at a cigar lounge, and I messaged the guy and asked if I could do it, and he said sure, and it ended up being like a really fun show, okay. um, but uh, obviously not at all what I expected, and obviously I was looking forward to doing DC Comedy Loft, but in comedy, you know, just things fall through, and then other things happen, and it's just all meant yeah. to be the way it is, and I don't know, it just, it's it great. just everything just worked out, yeah, it was... Nice. It was crazy. Um, Patty's asking, is there anywhere you wished you didn't go? <laughs> any any spots you'd have skipped? Um, Don't worry. Our audience isn't big enough that they'll find out. You just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so my like last gig was I did a guest spot for Dan Soder at Milwaukee Improv. Wow. And it was like the last like big gig. And I think that I had been driving like alone for like three days through the Midwest by myself. And I oh, think no. maybe I was like sick of my material since I had been saying it for like the past two months and mm -hmm. something happened. So I was not on and I just fucking ate shit and I only had a five Ooh. minute set. And so oh. I like, didn't know if I should like, they were Milwaukee did not like my material. They're very no, no. like hunky dory, like hacky kind of comedy and just like silly puns and you know, oh. and I'm so it's England. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were just not vibing with what I was saying at all. Uh, and I only had five minutes and like, you know, your five minute set is like a consecutive like flow. Like I just didn't mm -hmm. know when to bail out of it. If I should, if I should go in a different direction. So I just like pushed through it and it was so not good. And I was so fucking sad afterwards. <sighs> like oh. I, I was so sad with myself that I was supposed to do like two or other shows after. And I just like, didn't, I was mm. like, I was literally <gasps> contemplating, like, I was like, should I even be doing this? There was so oh, many yeah. Oh, one of those. <laughs> there yeah. were so many moments where, like, something would happen, and I'd be like, like, I performed at the stand in New York City, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was the best night. Like, that was, I mean, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm on the right track. And then I would, like, and then I'd be in Ohio, and I would leave, like, a family friend's house where they have a home and a backyard and a dog and a happy life. And I'm like what the fuck am I doing with yeah, myself? Yeah. Like, why can't I just like have a normal life and find someone like this is just, it's, you are constantly like reminded of like what you don't have, but also yeah. like, why would you even want that? You're living the fucking dream. I don't know. It was just such an emotional ro roller coaster. Yeah. And after that set at Milwaukee improv, I just fucking, I like needed some time to like reflect yeah. And then oh yeah, I like emailed Dan to be like, hey, thank you so much for having me. Like, it was just it was great to just watch you perform, blah blah blah. And he got back to me like three days later and was like, Mary, it was so nice meeting you. I'm so sorry that crowd absolutely sucked, asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> I legit thought about quitting comedy afterwards because like he felt that he didn't have a good set either. So I don't know. It just really was a relief that like. Yeah. So I watched his set and I thought he fucking killed, but to him, he didn't feel like he did that well either. And it's just funny, like 
just we're always our biggest critic and we're just the most inside our head and it's really not as bad as you think it was and just fucking move on and honestly i'm actually more grateful to have had a bad experience than a good Mm. one because if i had a good experience like if i had a good set there it wouldn't have mattered yeah if i had a bad set it wouldn't have mattered i think like having a bad set just made me i don't know reflect more and like learn more as a comic than if i did well isn't it wild how we'll do that though? We're like, you have, you, you, you've just been on the road for 65 days. You've done 42 shows. It's all been going great. You have one show where they're just like, boo. And you're like, I never again. <laughs> right. I know it was just such a like spiral, but then, yeah, it's like, I mean, how can I not reflect on the past shit? Like, obviously mm-hmm. I did all that before it's going to be a roller coaster. I also always think with those types of bombs, it's like a built up, like it's everything is like you are exhausted. You haven't been eating properly. If you're going to like, like that level of road is also like you are boozing. Also, if you're doing it like you have that like weird, I can't like describe it. I know that feeling of like when you're doing a lot of like that guest spots and like kind of like throwing together like a tour, like on the fly, there's all this like admin stress to every city. Like no day is a day off because you're like, Mm -hmm okay i gotta get a gig where am i staying i need gas what do you mean the catalytic converter is on fire i don't know what that is i can't eat a burger again i need to find something else i need to knock on someone's house door and go can you make me some of the food you are making i hate all restaurants like there's like that and then the whole reason you're out there isn't perfect and like there's that one night where you go I gotta fucking stop. Like I, <laughs> I have it every year. I've done the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. There'll be one day where I will full cry and think about what else am I gonna do. And I knew I'd been doing comedy too long because I stopped looking up. Uh, I stopped looking up other jobs, and I just started looking up like jobs at a comedy club. Like I remember in 2019, I like was crying in an alley and I was like, I'll go manage a comedy club. And I was like, no, no. But it's, yeah. I also think it's not fair, especially for performers, that people that have decided to like settle down and have like a partner and a dog and a picket fence. I would like if for five minutes, they just got into a fight while I was visiting. I just like, I, you know thoughtful. what I mean? Because they're always just like, would you like some more of this delicious ragu? And like, I just would like at that point, one of them to be like, stop interrupting me. And like, I just, I could just see the other side of it. That's what I would like. No, you know, as soon as the door shuts, they're just like yelling about like, you didn't leave yeah. the fucking TV remotes for her and she had to change the station. <laughs> or like Whatever. even, even just like the thing of like, they'll just like the door closes and they just have to look each other and remember that they both have to have sex with each other for the rest of their lives and right. have seen each other diarrhea. Like that's the other <laughs> thing where it's like, um, if you have a bad gig, do you ever just like taking gigs in that place because of that one bad gig? Kent. Kent. So, I mean, I am so new to this. I'm still only three years in that that tour was the first tour I've ever done. Like, I've really only ever performed in California, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. And um, I I did a weekend in Boston before, too. So, no, I mean, oh, thanks. I'm obviously... (laughs) I would hope that if I had a bad gig, I think it would just make me more motivated to go back there and do better and just like try and figure Mm -hmm. out what it is that they like and what I should be doing differently. Cause 
yeah, I mean, it's it's never, like, their fault. Like, yeah, the mm-hmm. audience might not like you, but it's your job to be likable. So figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I, complete- I, I agree in Go principle. Ahead. I yeah. agree in principle. There have been, there've been a couple gigs where uh, uh, small town little bars in the middle of nowhere in England where I went, you know what? I'm glad I didn't entertain you. Like, I, <laughs> I remember I, I did a set bombed so they were so fucking mad at me god they hated me and i came off stage and i was like like shell shocked from it i was like i can't believe how poorly i just did for 20 minutes that was unbelievable and so i'm standing there and i got a beer and because like my ride was on later in the show so i couldn't leave and um and i watched and the next guy that went up he went up with a guitar and he sang a four minute song called my grandma's pussy Mm. and that dude Killed, like, I killed. And I was like, I'm so was. glad that I did badly. Like, I couldn't be happier <laughs> that I bombed here. I'm never coming back. Fuck this place. <laughs> Who was that guy? I have no idea. I've never seen him since. Mm. It was wild. He just came in, did like a short, like a uh, 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 tester spot. He was doing like a ten, and uh, uh, he was clearly brand new. Killed so hard. Oh, that's. There was nothing left. Grandma's pussy is the funniest thing these people have ever seen in their lives. And That's God, so I, confusing that they would laugh at that. Like, I, I feel like the that. people who aren't laughing are the people that are uptight and don't want to laugh about seeing their grandmother's pussy. Well, here's the thing. Uh, England is very bizarre in that uptight. Performing comedy that's very bizarre is that uptight doesn't exist in the same way that America does. Uptight, for, like they're actually, once it's nighttime, they've decided they're going to have fun Mm. the problem then is is that your idea of what you do as a comedian if it doesn't specifically match 40 shitheads in rural england's idea of fun they think it's your fault bear in mind like these are people that like their idea of fun would be to burn a synagogue down so it'd be like (laughs) you're like no i don't think we're gonna match up artistically so it's a very odd thing like it's a like America as a place, America, like I genuinely believe the antebellum South was in some ways more welcoming to people than England is right now. And I'm, and I'm speaking across all creeds, all races, all religions. They oh would God. like, like you do not know loneliness until you're stood in a crowded room in Kent and like eight guys in track suits just are like, where are you from? And you you say Canada and they go, good thing it's not London. And you're like, London ends over there. It's an hour away, guys. It's right there. Yeah, no, no, no. Literally at the the end of a, yeah, right there. Literally at the end of a show in Kent, I had, I just, I just bombed. A guy came up to me afterwards and he said, hey man, you seem like a good guy. It's just, we don't really like to think here. I was like, what? What a wild sentence. <laughs> what a crazy Ew, thing. That's so, yeah. That's the vibe that I felt in Milwaukee is that like they mm. just wanted it fucking laid out flat. But you couldn't yeah. be like, I guess in England, yeah, they like, you know, they like raunchy shit, obviously. If, uh, I mean, I've heard that yeah. before and then yeah. that, you know, confirms with the grandma's pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they do, but then they they would weirdly judge the shit out of you for being american like you'd walk like you would never realize that they'd be like like they would say something that they think is being polite like you'd be like oh i'm hungry and they're like oh 
you know what food is. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. And you're like, fuck me. Fuck me, Dad. Uh, Mary, we're ra- uh, we are. I've never heard of uh, gra- Grandma's pussy described as raunchy before. <laughs> um, Mary, where can uh, people find you if they want to find your work, follow you on social media, those sort of things? Um, yeah, you can just follow me on Instagram at Mary Romeo. Um, I have a Twitter, Mary Elizabeth which I don't like saying out loud because it's just better like in print. Um, so that's why that's my Twitter name. And yeah, follow the ocean mic too. We're going to be starting back up shows in March and it's a really fun summer date night thing to do. So, mm-hmm. And also one of those things where when I saw that, I always, I, every time I see it on social media, I go, how has no one thought of this brilliant idea? Cause there's mm-hmm. so many people just wandering around the beach. Bring them it, on over. Right. And then we, yeah. Oh, yeah. Follow the front of the stream. Ah, <laughs> it is. It is Mary Romeo. Thank you so much. It's yeah. Don't put it's an not, R in there. That's not my fault. Blame Alex Hooper for God's sake. <laughs> stuck in my head. At least I noticed it as I was bringing you on to the show. I invited you to be on. Uh, uh, Mary, we're going to like plug our Patreon. So we're just going to say goodbye to you now. But thank you All so right, much cool. for your time thank and you coming so, on. Thank you so much. So yeah. good to meet you. Thank you so much for Appreciate coming it. on. Nice meeting you too. Take Have care. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun, wasn't it, Chris? That was great. What a nice time. Excellent was, booking. Excellent booking. I'm very happy with that one, I have yeah. to tell you. I was uh, a time for the whole ring. Also, Ashley, will you come on and be our stunt uh, other Ashley um, sometime in this week? Wednesday yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. Are you free Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah. Which day? Pick a day. Tell us yeah. now in front of everyone so that you're responsible. You have to come. Yeah. We respect you, one of us. We Wednesday, you. Wednesday, Ashley story. Yeah. Google gobble, one of us. Google gobble, one of us. Um, uh, yeah, King Geo, I'm aware you just got here because I have, can see my Facebook messages blowing up because you're having a little conversation. <laughs> uh, King Geo. Also, uh, I would say information that I already know that I will not reveal, but I want to say publicly. Ooh. Um, not saying anything else. Uh, but yes, Ashley Story will be joining us Wednesday. Tomorrow we have someone booked already. I can't remember who. Uh, do you want me to say it? I've got it right here. Yes. It's David, David Corias. David Corias from New Zealand will be joining us uh, tomorrow. Nice. It's oh, now... is, that, is that Laura Laura's husband? No, that is not Laura's okay. husband. I've been trying to get Laura on this thing forever. We just can't make it. Um, I love Laura. Uh, King Geo, can I tell people or tell, tell the Troggies? Tell the Troggies your news. Was it on Facebook? Tell the Troggies. Uh, oh, he was on. Yes, he was on New Zealand. Oh, nice one. He's a very funny, weird man. I thought I'd have him on. Beauty. He's one of the many people that when I met him, I thought, I bet you I'm never going to see your penis. And may I say, I was wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Silly boys. Silly boys will be silly boys. While we're waiting for King Gio to tell us what his news is, John, what are you plugging today? Um, LOL, because you're the only one who knows me. Just tell people the news. We love you, King uh, Geo. You're part of our Troggy community. Um, uh, my plugs are my UK dates are now out there. They will be. Uh, They're in the posted. Discord. Tiger Tiger posted them. They are in the Discord. Tiger Tiger posted them. Uh, please, ladies and gentlemen, come and see me any of those dates. Um, 
if also you at any time were signed up on Patreon and got a postcard, I'm trying to figure out if I got everyone's, I will be sending those out ASAP. So a couple of you have reached out. If I haven't reached out to you to get your address, please let me know and I will send it over to you. If at any point you were, uh, you live in Nice, uh, uh, patron, let us know because you are owed a postcard. Thank you again to all of our patrons. Uh, if, if you want to support the show, uh, subscribing on Twitch is great. Uh, subscribing on Patreon is better because then we get all the money instead of giving half to Jeff Bezos for his space dicks. Um, yes. But yeah, we very much appreciate it. So thank you so much to the patrons. Um, we're going to be recording our extra episode in a couple days. We and, certainly uh, are. We have a gaming stream on when? It, no, it's Sunday. That, I keep forgetting. Gaming stream on Wednesday. And also exciting news. King GOWTF is having and child. The first. Hey. First. Troggy. Baby. First Troggy Stream baby. Now. All Can't right. Wait. Here's the first question. How much do we have to raise GoFundMe that we get naming rights of the child? How much money do we have to raise in a GoFundMe? What if it's just the middle name and it's a uh, Troggle? That way it's almost. So it's like Troggy. We could call it Adolf. We could call it Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> How much to get Troggy in the name? That's um, a lot of dollars. It's just a middle name. Who gives a shit about middle names? Yeah. See, I'm glad you told. Look at all the love you're getting over here, King Geo. See, it's nice. That's such I good want you stuff. to know. Every time he's come in the chat since I was told at La Lune Fest 2021, I keep almost being like, hey, how's your partner? How's everything going with that? And then I have to be like, no. Uh -huh. No. That's funny. Um, just name it after your favorite co-host, mate. But what if it's a girl then? It'd be so weird if it was named John Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the next thing I'm plugging is congratulations, King Geo. This is very exciting news. We're yeah. all very pleased. Um, yeah, that's fun. What about you, Chris? What do you have to plug? Um, honestly, I don't have much. I'm mostly just uh, uh, I'm getting my goddamn life together. So watch me here. Join the Patreon. Um Check out my old podcast if you want. Jordan and I are trying to figure out. So I'm meeting up with Jordan after this. And Jordan and I are trying to figure out what season two of the Big Shiny podcast is going to look like. Where is Jordan? He's been in Victoria for the last 10 days. So he leaves tomorrow. But we've got to hang out twice already. Tonight will be thrice. Uh, it's been wonderful. It's been so good to see him. What? Also, by the way, Jordan sent me. Do you want me to show you the the uh, records that he sent? I'm going to hang. I talked oh, to Jordan. He sent Robson, you records? Robson Kramer. And I said... Do you have some cheesy at? Because I love oh, that's the idea right. of hanging yeah, for the art. Yeah. shitty vinyl records. He sent them to me. He sent me 11. Oh, shit. He sent me a bank. One I can't show because it's got boobs on it. Oh. So funny. All right. I'm going to grab them. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. while I grab them, you decide uh, with the chat who we're going to raid. Cool. That's great news. We're going to see some ugly ass things. Um, yeah, so you can check out my uh, Chris Beth versus thing. If you're in Victoria, come see me do shows. Um, otherwise, I'm just hanging out. I'm trying. I'm doing um, doing all the life stuff. You know, just getting all my shit together. All right, let's see what these records are. All right. Um, so we've got this absolute Ooh. banger. Who is that? You got to tell us the bands when you when you show it. It's gonna it'll... Phantom Rocker and Slick. I'll have you know. Phantom Rocker and Slick. They sound like a bunch of very cool dudes. They're so sexy. So hot. And then we've got PhD. Is it safe? Isn't that fun? 
Oh, piano. I love that. There's a piano falling on them. That looks like a that looks like a still out of free guy. Uh, no, I'm wearing a cheaper than therapy shirt. Uh, Colt? Cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> do we raid Colt? Yeah, we can raid Colt. Let's raid Colt. And um, uh, I assume raid messages, congrats, King Geo, WTF. Congrats, King Geo, WTF. Yeah, sure. Um, and then we, of course, have this absolute. <gasps> Look at him. Oh, my God. Is that There's a Rumba album? Uh, it Rumba is tres. Rumba tres. Oh my god. Time. This is, I think, my favorite one. And I want to live. <laughs> These women will kill me. That's Look fucking incredible. Oh, it's so good. Oh uh, my god. These are great ones. Jordan, by, Jordan think, has an eye. I think this might be the inspiration for um uh do you have any ointment, my John Hastings? <laughs> It's beautiful. So beautiful. Oh my goodness. I mean, but not nearly as beautiful as these guys in Utopia. So serious. Right? So for living in a Utopia, you'd think they'd be a little more chill. About, David, are you taking notes for your album covers, by the way? What about Joe Samples? Oh, that's a classic. That's a Facebook profile picture. And then, of course, there's the ever amazing Wine Light. Wait, hold on. I need to make that one big. I can't quite make it out. Oh, is that a saxophone and a glass of wine? Wine. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought it was like a city landscape. Um, By the way, podcast listeners, you're missing a hell of a show. Check it out on YouTube uh, to watch the full thing. And then this is the soundtrack to Return to Macon County. Never seen. Oh, that. that's actually really cool. Show that one again. Return to Macon County. Oh, that's great. That's like it's like white people took the black exploitation posters. Yeah, they did that a lot. <laughs> um, and then this one is the one with nudity. Nudity. So crazy. <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> that's fucking excellent. And then of course last table. Because she's gonna poop on it. She's gonna poop later. Absolute. Glorious. Alain Barry. Barrière. Sky. Oh my God. That glass table one is phenomenal. They're that's all so really that's good. so special. They're, They're excellent really work, Jordan. I'm gonna tell him, I'm gonna tell him that we looked at him today. He'll be chef. Um uh ladies and gentlemen, what an excellent day of streaming. I yeah. was not I was not jazzed, but now I'm jazzed. Yeah, baby. I'm glad Mary worked out. That was a good booking. I'm happy. Yeah, that was I great. I get nervous booking guests for this. I'm like, oh, what if it doesn't work out? And we had that one that was a real. But we knew. We knew going in. We knew going I like in. We, that was I like how we yeah. knew it was going to be a good <laughs> yeah. one. I know exactly that you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, we know. Like... Exactly. Yeah. But we knew. We knew that was going to be the case. But everyone else has been great. I think we have a fun time. And it's tough not to get on board. If it you, is true. Um, we we, we and... have a good ass time. Like Mike uh, was know. fucking delighted when I talked to him afterwards. The number of times that I talk to people after the stream and they're like, that's some of the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. It's really weird. People yeah. love doing the show. So, um, uh, I, uh, I want you to know, by the way, I'm still in King GOWTF. I'm in a, uh, like a Facebook message group with a bunch of his friends and one guy in that group did not know King Geo's news. And so he just saw it and is like going through it. 
but it's very funny because there's like you know how like those group things have like a stream to them i opened it because i looked over during mary being here and i just saw like 17 18 19 yeah. and i was like yeah. well someone's dead but yeah. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny because there's people debating whether or not walmart is good and this news is still being discussed, but at the same time, <laughs> suck. It's uh, fucking wild, man. That's yeah. That's my my WhatsApp group chat with my friends back home, and I'm always just like, I found out that some of them read every message, and I was like, how? How do you have enough time in the day to read every message on this? I'm, in a, thing? I'm in a WhatsApp group where I have read every. We speak daily. Jesus, it's like so daily, many. and it's like like I wake up. The first thing I do is check it. It's this one is like, like I'm talking 50, 60 messages a day. There's 12 of us in it. And it's like, it could be anything from announcing a new child to a meme. Do you want to know how it's, do you want to know how it started the Amazon Walmart debate? I didn't want to get into the weeds. Mm -hmm. This is what started the the question in the chat that really kicked it off. And now their debate, (laughs) by the way, no one in that chat, except for the one guy who asked this question and King G-O-W, you have to understand what I'm saying is, it's a possibility he was referencing an inside joke that only he knew by asking, what's your favorite character in Gavin and Stacey? Yeah. And so now it's just so deranged. So- <laughs> mine, mine right now is I got, I got everyone drunk a while back and, um, and I declared that Kanye West is the Beatles of hip hop. And so now whenever I want to start shit, I just type that out in the WhatsApp group and things just start rolling. Oh, they get so mad. Nobody, no, he's not the Beatles of hip hop. He is. He's the Beatles of hip hop. We can no, have this talk at another time. No, 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 he's no, no. He's the no. Beatles of hip hop. He's not the, no, you're, he's incredibly important. I he's, would say he's, he's the Beatles of hip hop. But he's, no, he's landscape changing. Yes, I do want to become famous Big and follows. find more followers. Big yeah, followers. Big followers.com. Fuck off. Sorry, yo, yo. Um, He's the Ramones nope. of hip hop. Nope. Yeah. He's the Beatles already established came in actually very similar to the roots of hip hop but reinvigorated and changed it and all anyone can ever talk about is him i'm right you're wrong no incorrect see you all tomorrow ladies and gentlemen my argument's too long ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna raid thanks so much for coming in everybody we love you uh started the raid to coca cabana john hit that old lady we'll see you guys tomorrow see you tomorrow into her vagina. That's all. That's all. And that's called sexual intercourse. Just to be clear. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what is the ra- is the raid message anti-Semitic domestic abuser? I already or- I already raided. It's already done. Oh. Well, goodbye.